The ship was their kingdom, and the sea a vast moat that kept their enemies at bay. Welcome back to Two Mourners, One Book Club. I'm Em. And I'm Jordy. can tell a difference because we now have two mics it has been a while since we've recorded if you've listened to our recent episodes you can probably tell that they were (laughs) recorded quite a bit in advance yeah we Um, we both you know holidays had to take time off the holidays and then we both work uh, the same fairly demanding job and we both have our own lives and busy schedules so you guys haven't experienced for yourself for having your own life your own life um Sorry. You No, you really do. Um, but we're glad that we're proud. I would say I'm proud. You should be proud too. Yeah. That y'all haven't experienced a lapse in content. But just know for us, it has been a second. It's been about it's five been weeks. Five <laughs> weeks. Um, it's, yeah, it has been a, a hot second. So, yeah. so uh, just... Give us some grace yeah, as we, with us. we get back into this. I will say, though, we have been listening to the episodes as they come out. Mm-hmm. And um, we were both in our respective childhood homes for Christmas. And I would listen to one and immediately text Jordan and be like, oh, my gosh, we were literally so funny. It was, And I was editing some over over the break. And one of them, I think the one that just came out, the Drunken Disorderly Debrief for Six of Crows, I was like, this is the funniest and somehow the most insightful thing I have ever heard. And I cannot wait to give it to the public. And we hope y'all love it as much as we do. Because we really, really liked that one. Because we think we're really, really good. It was good really good. <laughs> so anyway, welcome back, y'all. Um, and now, since we just finished Six of Crows and did our disorderly debrief, we are moving on to the next book in the Grishaverse in the trilogy, um, the Shadow and Bone trilogy, the second book. We are going over Siege, Siege and, and Storm, Storm by the in- Incomparable. There you go. Inconquerable, Leigh Bardugo. Well, I hope. I know. Um. (laughs) (laughs) So we're, this is, I remember we're nest egging um, Alina's trilogy and the Six of Crows duology. So this was the next step in our docket. And you might be wondering, why did y'all do that? Well, we kind of needed a break between Six of Crows and Crooked Kingdom because we have read that before. Yes. (laughs) And I don't think, you know, the, the Mr. Incredible meme that I can't do it again. I'm not strong enough. Yeah, you sent that to me when you were like, I'm oh, so yeah. glad we're doing Siege yes. and Storm next because I can't do Crooked Kingdom. I really couldn't. Do- I need more time between me and another reread of Crooked Kingdom. Yeah. You and me. Oh. Oh. I'm not prepared. So anyway. Either. But Siege and Storm is good. Mm-hmm. So I think as we could recall from Shadow and Bone, oh, no. I skimmed Shadow and Bone. I did not read Shadow and Bone all the way. I did read Siege and Storm all the way. Even like... The initial, like when you were first reading them? Yeah. The first time I ever read it, I did not finish Shadow and Bone. Yeah. It was on my did not finish shelf on on Goodreads. Sad. (laughs) Which is sad. Um, And then I finished it. I did finish it this time when we were rereading it for the podcast. But I did read Siege and Storm through all the way through the first time. And I liked it. So I'm excited that we're we're covering it. And so before we start going over Siege and Storm, let's give a quick recap of what happened in Shadow and Bone. Mm -hmm. And so we ended off with our characters, Mal and Alina, um, running away into the the sunset together. They were in the fold. The Darkling 
was going to use Alina's power or tried to use Alina's powers to expand the fold. He did expand it a little bit, but then Alina took her powers back and she and Mal jumped off the boat and left pretty much everyone else yeah. on the scan the sand skiff she, to perish. She really was like, I'm taking my ball and going home. Which good for her. Which she, she was, needed to do. She was the Darklings prisoner. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I will say, I think even just rereading the first five chapters, you mm-hmm. definitely see the abusive relationship that Alina and the Darkling had. Because a lot mm-hmm. of people read it and they're like, oh, Darklina. Oh, it's I so ship cute. It's not. It's not. It's, it's really an- not. And I know it's so easy to think that after watching the show and, and just seeing Ben Barnes. You have to separate the Darkling and Ben Barnes. You have to. It's critical. The Darkling is awful. But, you know, like like we've said, we've watched the show and read the books. At the end of season one, the Darkling comes out of the fold and is like, follow. Oh. And we're like, okay. okay on my way. I'm like, I'm like skipping. Behind <laughs> like, <laughs> You're like, okay. Okay, where are we going? But in the book, we don't know if he made it out of the fold. Mm-hmm. Um, and so right now, it's literally right after they left and how where where Mal and Alina are um and we get some new characters in this book that we've kind of um dropped a little hints yeah at. we've alluded to them mm-hmm. a little bit and so um the first it's not even the first chapter it's called before and so mm-hmm. in this part of the book it's like a, a pre-chapter it's like a prologue but not as extensive as prologues normally are you know jordan's so much better with the words um <laughs> not true i'm like a pre-chapter a prologue <laughs> a book i read recently started with an epilogue which was interesting what it was cool it was I'll, we can talk about it off the podcast it was really neat though i'm not gonna lie this stresses me out just hearing about no, it no so. it was good it was really good it was a cool thing it was a nice little little narrative trick there all right so this one starts with the before and this before few pages kind of gives you an idea of where Mal and Alina are but it doesn't allude to them as Mal and Alina Mm -hmm. because remember this trilogy is only in Alina's point of view whereas the crows Mm -hmm. and Crooked Kingdom um are in multiple points of view and yes this is first person everything else honestly everything after Alina's trilogy is Mm -hmm. written in third person limited and going Reading this again after reading Six of Crows, I, I definitely prefer Lee Bardugo's writing in third person. In third person. Um, but with this prologue, um, Mal and Alina are referred to as the boy and the girl. So mm-hmm. it's like a narrator is just looking over their life. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. Mm-hmm. And so we find that they are on a ship called the Verhader. The Verhader. Verhader. I would call it the Verhader. The Verhader. <laughs> Verhader, okay. that's motto. <laughs> That's funny. Sorry. <laughs> um, and so they're on this boat, and it's actually a Kirch trading ship. That um, probably is Verhada, if it's Kirch. Yeah. Um, and they are both Mal and Alina. We can infer it's Mal and Alina. It mm-hmm. is. It'd be so weird if it wasn't. <laughs> Surprise, new character. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> wasn't that weird? Anyway, back to the story. <laughs> um, it's like Yoast. <laughs> Poor yo. Rest spaghetti, never forgetting. Um, but Mal and Alina are on this Kirch trading ship, and they are in a cabin um, that they're sharing with two other people, and it's cramped. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the boat right away, it it describes that Mal is just 
fitting in as he has with everything. Yeah. He's joining the sailors. He's becoming one of them. They really like him. He's mm-hmm. learning how to fish. He's tracking things. He just has like a natural aptitude for everything. He's the popular kid that everyone liked. And that he tries something and he's instantly good at it. Which like that with kind everything. of pisses me off. Same. I'm not gonna lie. It really is frustrating. Um, and so everyone likes him, but that the girl, aka Alina, made mm-hmm. everyone nervous on ship because remember she has her bone collar, antler mm-hmm. collar. Well, it's She's, antlers. It's antlers. But they kind of described as antlers are made out of bone. I found yeah. that out recently on a TikTok. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, I guess yeah. Um, because anyway. horns are made out of keratin. Oh, interesting. But antlers are bone. Um, and that she made them nervous. So she was kind of hiding because she had her antler collar necklace type thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and so she's been hiding and she hasn't been able to use her powers because that would make it pretty obvious who she was. Um, and so she's a little like, she's solemn, but also she looks a little sickly because she isn't using her powers and she knows Mm -hmm. what how her body reacts to her using her powers how she feels stronger when she does use them i know it's so sad that she finally had her moment Mm -hmm. of self-actualization and finally feels comfortable as herself for the first time her entire life and then immediately has to stifle herself again because of the darkling and mal is like huh i'm popular um (laughs) gonna be popular yeah (laughs) um we're about to get to some no good deed um not really (laughs) well Oh, I wouldn't say not really. Yeah, well, we'll find out. Um, and eventually the captain of the ship asks Alina to stay below deck and says that it's just superstition because um, women, you know, aren't mm-hmm. supposed to be on ships. And I thought it was really interesting um, because Lee Bardugo uses this sentence to describe Alina, mm-hmm. quote, frozen like a figurehead carved from white wood, mm-hmm. whereas in Six of Crows we had her use... Like the same very imagery similar imagery to describe Nina, but mm-hmm. in a completely different yes. aura. Around no, it's it. true. Like for Nina, it's tone, like it's like it paints when those words are associated with Nina, it paints her as like this commanding force mm-hmm. that everyone is drawn towards her. Yes, mm-hmm. when it's describing Alina, it's like a ghost. She's ship. like exactly. She's like a haunted house. Yes, like. She's there, but she's rigid. There's something not quite right. Mm-hmm. And, oh, wait, hold on. Be Real just went off. Oh, we have to be real. It's time to be real, guys. Let's be real. All right. Do you need Sorry, guys. We had to be real. We had to be real. <laughs> We're the realists. Have you seen the SNL skit about be real? Yes. <laughs> in, so the, in the bank robbery. <laughs> anyway, um, so with the... A loot or um the imagery mm-hmm. of having Alina be the figurehead of a ship. It's more like a ghost ship, whereas mm-hmm. with Nina it was a commanding It's like vitality. Yes. Um which I also love that like duality mm-hmm. using the same using the same imagery. imagery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so she kinda stayed under the boat or un- under deck, not Below under the deck. boat. Yes. <laughs> Under the boat. Um, and this is not like below deck on Bravo. This is like she's actually below the deck. Under the boat. This is a different kind of drama. That girl is scary. Make sailors wary. Under the boat. And then Sebastian comes in. Sorry. You also sang Under the Sea when I did. Under the Tree. Under the 
tree. Please don't sue Disney. Please. <laughs> um, and so she's, <sighs> she's, Alina is staying under deck or below deck. And um, when she sleeps, she has nightmares. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mal is trying to still be there for her because he knows that it's hard for her to kind of be in isolation. She mm-hmm. He doesn't know that it's hard for her to not use her powers, but... At night, yeah. when there's less people on deck, they go up and they look at constellations, and it's really sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they talk, <laughs> and um, they stay on on deck as long as they can, because Alina knows that when she does sleep, um, she has nightmares, mm-hmm. and they're mostly about the Darkling. Um, it describes that she dreams of him, and she woke shaking, mm-hmm. um, and that. Like, when she has these dreams, it's not just of the Darkling. It's the pull that she has towards the Darkling and the strength that she feels when she's around him. And using her power. mm -hmm, Remember, like, calls to like that power dynamic thing. And he's a human amplifier. Mm -hmm. And so when she did have her nightmares, Mal just held her and said, it's only a nightmare. Which, I'm like, "Mm, Right? uh, That's not like the... And this is, so this is a quote from, from the book, quote, he didn't understand the dreams were the only place it was safe to use her power now, and she longed for them. So not mm-hmm. only is she having these nightmares, she's having the dissonance about them because she is scared, mm-hmm. but she also feels at peace when she uses her powers in the dreams. Yeah. So. And that's the only place she can. Mm-hmm. And so on the Verkade, <laughs> um, they find that they are sailing to Novizem, or I don't yeah. Novizem, Novizem. We've misled it a couple of ways. I think both are probably fine. And so they get to the harbor um, and are there and they're looking for any Grisha, anyone in a Kefta who might um, come get them. Mm-hmm. Um, because remember, they ran away. They ran away. <laughs> and so they're just like looking for anything, being wary of it. Um, and then they get off the boat. And as they get off the boat, um, one of the sailors yells at them Varwell Fensomen. Mm-hmm. Um pretty much like bye Phantom. Yeah. To Alina, which See you ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> hey it's hey demons. It's, <laughs> it's me. Your yeah, boy. boy. <laughs> Basically what's going on. Honestly here. though, I but kept honestly, like bye demons. But honestly I'd be kinda pissed if someone was like, Hey Phantom, like, excuse me. Right? That's like when someone is mm-hmm. like, You look tired today. I hate oh, that. Thanks. <laughs> That happened to me in middle school. Um, I had, like, horrible acid reflux for, like, the last three weeks of school and into summer a little bit. I know. Bear with me. And and I had thrown up, like, the day before, but I had to go because we were doing star testing. And this kid I'd gone to school with forever was like, Jordan, you don't, you don't, you look like you just got up. And I said, yeah, because I did just get up because I threw up this morning. You have a problem? Yeah, well, you look like a little bitch. (laughs) And he was like. No, I just meant you look like well rested. And I was like, shut up. Shut up. No, no, no. Go fail your test already. So anyway. <laughs> All that to say, backhanded. All that to it's say, so rude. don't call someone a phantom. <laughs> don't make unsolicited comments on someone's appearance. Um, and this, the prologue ends just with Alina praying, silently praying and begging that they be safe and that this place can be their home, that they can find safety, that they can find a place with each other and be okay mm-hmm. spoiler i mean there's a whole lot of that was what the pro the pro the prologue the prologue and this book is 
400 oh just kidding that's the acknowledgements 432 pages long so so it's spoiler it's <laughs> not think it's not 400 pages here. of them becoming home just like domestic yeah bliss it's not unfortunately long. oh i don't know so i was listening to the old episodes and i don't mm-hmm. know if i ever mentioned it because we joked about kaz like rebuilding the harbor and mm-hmm. all that, and he would have an HGTV show. Mm-hmm. I don't think I ever said it. The HGTV, HGTV show for Kaz should be called Brucker by Brecker. Oh my gosh. Right? That is so good. No, you didn't ever say that. I would have remembered that. I listened to it because we brought it up like multiple times. We did times. Br- bring it up multiple times. And I was like, Emma, say Brecker by Brecker. And I thought I did, and I didn't. So well, just putting that out well, there. Here it is now. So Kaz and Bobby. Yes. <laughs> uh. Brecker by Burke. Ooh. Maybe. Anyway. <laughs> Lots of good things. We're very unhinged. <laughs> Lots of the good things. Era. So that's the end of the prologue. And then we get into chapter one. And chapter one is again, we are back in Alina's point of view. Mm-hmm. And so this jumps ahead in time. It's two weeks after they had landed in the harbor. And they are in Nova Zem. And they are in the town of Cofton. Um, and it's more inland, so not right by the harbor. So a little bit less traffic than a harbor town would have. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as Alina is walking, she's going to find Mal. Um, she gets lost, and she looks at the map that she had drawn herself. Um, still lost because she's... She just didn't have a good... I, I truly sympathize here because I also get lost all the time. In places I've been a million times. Yeah. I'd be getting lost. Um, and so we find out that she and Mal meet every day after work, and then they Aww. go back to their boarding house together, where they have been staying. Um, and so, um, she had gotten them dinner and gotten lost on the way back. Mm-hmm. Um, but she also notes that the food she got, she wasn't sure if the person she bought it from was telling the truth about how it was a delicacy, mm-hmm. but it didn't really matter because everything tasted like nothing to her, really. Yeah. Which is Probably because she hasn't used her powers. Hmm. Um, and so they found work... Um, and where the town that they're in is actually the center of the Jurda trade. I read that. I put a star next to that because I was like, because <laughs> <laughs> as we know, that's going to get very important. Mm-hmm. And so if we remember this, um, the next part of the book kind of describes Jurda and Jurda is different from Jurda Parem. Jurda Parem is the thing that makes the Grisha. It's the synthesized drug. Yes. Whereas Jurda is just a stimulant. It's like, I would characterize Jurda, the plant, the stimulant, as like a mix between chewing tobacco and caffeine. Yes. You know? Mm-hmm. And um, in the book, it describes it. Like everyone it's in the kind town of like Adderall. It. Yeah. Everyone in the town uses it, that it's orange, so a lot of people's gums are, mm-hmm. are um, tinted orange. Their fingers are tinted orange. It's part of the culture. Like, mm-hmm. there are special cases. It's like a snuff box. Like, yeah. there's special cases for mm-hmm. it that everybody has. It's not yeah. stigmatized or anything. And that um, even with the description of the town that they're in, it is described as almost elevated from anything she has seen in Ravka. Um, partially because of the booming Jurda industry that people who sell it, it's a booming town, booming mm-hmm. country, that they are able to have this income, this um, influx of trade and things like that, but also because there's no war in Nova Zem and there is in Ravka. Um, have you ever seen Tombstone? No. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. But she's talking about like how the it feels like a city that kind of sprang up, mm-hmm. but everything's nice. Like everything is new and very like clapped together but she's like saying like for example all of the windows are glass 
mm-hmm. and all of the women dress nicely and it's kind of like a gold rush town yeah and where it just what, springs up around the industry but everything is new the description that i thought was really interesting was that even the beggars have mm-hmm. shoes um so th- that was really interesting but she's continuing walking and she passes a shop and then she sees out of the corner of her eye um red fabric mm-hmm. and so her immediate thought is oh my gosh it's a corporal key and she hides and her heart starts to beat fast mm-hmm. um and she has a gun on her so she like puts her hand on the gun and is when just ready to spring into action hold on there's something in my leggings <gasps> it's money it's money <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible way to go oh, what a time awesome <laughs> Anyway, I was like... Mm. I wish that would happen to me. Um, <laughs> there's something poking me. It's money! I was like, there's something in my legging pocket. It's money. Um, Yay. I, what a pleasant surprise. to Venmo someone because he doesn't have Venmo and then gave me the cash for oh. it. So, yeah. Anyway. Money. Um, so, Alina's reaching for the gun that is on her hip. And then she's thinking, okay, I can't shoot right away. I can't use my powers right away. First, if if they if I have to attack, if I have to fight, I have to use mm-hmm. my, my dagger, my knife. And then... I'll use my pistol and only my powers as a last resort. I can't draw attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's thinking that she um, misses the fabricator made gloves that she had for her and Ravka, the ones that David had mm-hmm. made. That had the um, mirrors on them. Mm-hmm, to help her use her powers. And I'm glad in the show that she didn't need them because it mm-hmm. was like. And it, it wasn't just, as necessary it visually. Felt like she didn't pwn her powers. Yeah. And that's just like, like a little more helpless than I wanted her to be, yeah. you know? Um, and so she's preparing for what she has to do, and she looks around the corner of where she's hiding and sees that it was just a little girl in a red skirt. Mm-hmm. And so she's hiding, kind of, again, trying to catch her breath, trying to calm down. Um, but she's thinking, like, this is a trauma response. She's not thinking this. No, I'm thinking this, this is. This is a trauma response. I'm like, honey, that's PTSD. Yeah, I ha- Jordan, I have it written down. PTSD. Yes. Trauma. It's um, true. And, um, so she's just trying to remind herself that it's going to get better. It's the, the longer you're free, it's going to get better. You'll have to worry less. We can, mm-hmm. it's not always going to be like this. Um, and she's just kind of waiting for the day when she's just not going to have a nightmare when she goes to sleep. And so she <sighs> goes, which is really sad. Um, she goes back into the town to find Mal. Um, and she has a scarf around her neck. Mm-hmm. So I'm also glad that they did this in the show that they kind of the she just absorbed yeah the, that like her metaphorical taking of her power like made the antlers part of her mm-hmm. but in the book it's still on her and so she has a scarf wrapped around her mm-hmm. um and she is walking towards or walking in the town and looking for Mal kind of wondering what she's gonna do when it gets a little warmer where they are because you don't wear a scarf in the summer unless it's like 2010 um. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. I can't. I have multiple summer weight infinity scarves. I did too. <laughs> I had a pink one and I had a black one. The chevron one? The, I, oh, I didn't have the chevron because I had chevron dresses. Mm. I had a black one that had like a white dinosaur like print on it. Isn't that the it. most 2010s thing you've yeah, ever heard? It really is. Um, so <laughs> I think I still have it somewhere. I love that thing. So we're not in the 2010s and she's wondering what, what she's going to do. She's like, infinity scarves warm. haven't been invented yet. What am I going to do? And so she, as she's going to find Mal, she's still just very aware of her surroundings, looking for an Oprichniki, 
Um, mm-hmm. Any Grisha, any Shuhan, Fjordan. Like everyone. Any, anyone could be coming for her. Yes. Um, and so she's, as she's singing this, she's like, they're coming for me. They're not coming for Mal. He is in this position because of me. He would be fine living mm-hmm. his life if he didn't follow me. Um, which is true, but, yeah. but they're kind of a package deal. So. Yeah, that's totally yeah. true. Um, She's not giving him agency in that place. It's like, look, he wouldn't be here if he didn't want to be. Mm-hmm. And then she also, um, it, it, she doesn't, she thinks of it. So we learn in the book that there are rumors that the Darkling survived what mm-hmm. happened in the fold. Um, and she's thinking that could be possible. And then it's like, well... It's the Darkling, so it very well could be possible. Yeah. So she's just waiting for him. And then um, she's going up, um, again, walking towards Mal. She sees him, um, and he's talking to one of his friends, uh, a Zemini friend. Um, and she couldn't quite remember his name, Jeff, Jeff. And we find <laughs> out that his name is Jeff. It's Jess. And this so. is where I'm wondering if, like, because Siege and Storm was written before Six of Crows. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering, it's like, did she return to that name? Yeah. Or, like, this concept, or, like, I want to know what came first. Because clearly Jesper, when we get him, is, like, very much, like, a fully realized character. And, like, this character that Mal is talking to named Jess is clearly like not a, Jesper. like a one-off. He's not Jesper. Mm-hmm. But it is, it's enough to be like, hmm, hmm. did you come oh. back to this? Probably. <laughs> um, and so they are um, standing in front of a fountain that is kind of described more as a basin, not, like, a decorative fountain, but where... Women come and wash clothes. It's like a wash basin, kind of. Because during this time, only women wash clothes. Okay, I didn't realize how hilariously young adult this little bit here is. Because his shirt is wet from the spray of the fountain. And his hair is curling up. And he's tan from working outside on this ship. I literally just wrote in the margin, LOL. (laughs) This does not happen in real life. I Yeah, I don't think it does. Um... (laughs) But he, Mal and his friend Jess. He's like in a perfume commercial. Yeah. Are in front of this fountain and he's damp with mist from the fountain. And it's clinging to but because His shirt's clinging to his body. Because it's a like wash basin, there are a lot of women and Alina notices that they're all staring at him and she thinks, well, he must be used to it by now. Which, teenage, she's a teenager, so like, yeah, gotta it remember makes sense. That. She's a little jealous. Um, but as soon as Mal sees Alina, he smiles um, and waves to her, and then everyone who's looking at him looks to where he's looking and see Alina, and, and they're, they're kind of like, like, oh. What, like, why are you with her? Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote, know your worth. Yes, <laughs> honestly. Um, and uh, she's thinking, Alina, Alina's thinking that they, that the women who are looking at her are thinking, like, why would he be with her? Like, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. She's not much to look at. Um, but I wrote, know your worth, girl. Like, yes. you know what? You are the sun's summoner. You got him. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else wants him, but he only wants you. So. Die mad. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mal asks her if she got lost again. Mm. Um, and <laughs> she kind of jokes around. Yeah. I, I do like to see that little rapport because we didn't really get that with them in the first book. That's true. Um, and so there's a little more conversation with Jess, um, but then they leave, um, they part ways and, um, they start going, oh, oh, as they are leaving, Hmm. one of the women, um, tells Mal that if he is tired of skin and bones, she has something to offer him. 
Which, who would yell that at, like, another person? With a girl. Who has a, someone with them. Like, like his I truly, arm is around her. I truly do not but understand. But then, this, this is where I was like, okay, Mal. Get okay. it, get he it. He told her, no, you don't. No, he gave her a, a slow, like, head to toe. Yes, like, um, you actually don't have anything to offer me. So. <laughs> Which, good for him. Good for him. <laughs> and so, um, she thanks him for that and he kind of reassures her a little bit Mm -hmm. um and i mean again they are teenagers so i know i I was i forgot this part happened too i was like huh (laughs) and then um they're going to their boarding house and it is it's described as crowded and filthy Mm -hmm. and it's in a not super nice part of town so as they're walking there they're both Kind of, they both kind of have their hands on their pistols at the mm-hmm. ready because they are carrying all the money that they've been their earning, wages um, with them. So Alina's been working at the Jarda factory. Mal's been working somewhere else, um, but uh, they're carrying it all with them. So they're just ready mm-hmm. in case something happens. Um, and as they go in, um, they're talking. Or before they left from Jess, he had said something in. Um, Zemini, right? I think so, yeah. yeah. Um, and Alina asks him, asks Mal what Jess said. And so they kind of joke about that and are making light mm-hmm. of the situation. And then they um, get to... Um, sorry, where are we? Um, so they're, they get to their boarding house. Um, and as they go in, uh, they the landlord is mean um, <laughs> that's just the best way to put it <laughs> sorry uh-huh. we kind of talked about like how unsafe it was so yeah skip to my notes a little bit uh and so their landlord at the boarding house is a kirch immigrant um and he's mean and overcharges <laughs> and the sign outside their boarding house is like tick tick free beds like mm-hmm. hot water lies Always. Um, and when Mal asks him for hot water, he says, it will be extra. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why I use that accent. <laughs> I feel like it's probably accurate, yeah. honestly. Um, and when they're talking to him, Alina notices that he's, like, sweating, even though it, it's not summer. It's yeah, cold. Like, like it's, it's chilly. People aren't, like, thinking it's unusual mm-hmm. for her to wear her scarf right now, and he's sweating. Yeah. And so she said, she kind of notes that something's off, that maybe he seems nervous, um, and so they just kind of pass it off as, eh, you know, he's just, it, it's his personality. Mm-hmm. And so as they're going up the stairs, um, there's other rooms in the boarding house, but there's no sounds behind them. And so it's almost eerily quiet. Mm-hmm. And there's only light coming from one window at the end of the hall. And, um, Alina kind of looks, Alina looks out the window and sees a man um, looking up at the boarding house. Mm-hmm. And when he sees... He's like adjusting eye- his clothes mm-hmm. like they're not, like they don't fit quite right. Yeah. And they make eye contact and he like kind of runs. And mm-hmm. before she can, she tries to tell Mal to wait. But before she can say anything, he opens the door. <sighs> and um, she shouts, no! Um, and... Puts her hands up to use her powers and light bursts through the room. Um, But she is grabbed and so is Mal. And her hands are are held behind her back so she can't use her powers. And then 
Ooh. <laughs> a voice, a cool voice says, quote, easy now. I'd hate to have to gut your friend so soon. And it's the Darkling. And it's the Darkling. He's there. Sorry, that was really loud. It's so sad because this whole time, <laughs> it's fine. This whole time she's been like, because they're, they've kind of given up on Ravka. She's like, mm-hmm. we're going to go to the frontier. We're going to start our own lives. It's going to be just us. We're not going to have to share any rooms anymore. Mm-hmm. And whatever happens in Ravka, it won't matter because we won't be there. And like, she's, she's ready to leave her country. She's other Grisha, anyone. She, she is not go. like Nina. She doesn't feel this obligation to Ravka. She's like, I just want to be free. And if I'm far away from the Darkling, then I can't be part of his plans. And so I'm not at, to blame for anything that happens over there. And I got to take, I got to put me first. I, I got to put, put me first. first. Which honestly, good for her. And at this but point, Nina is a little child at the school. At the, at the like school. Learning Fjordan. Little does she know. Golly. <laughs> wow. Ooh. Woof. Um, <laughs> and so uh, the Darkling is in the room and Mal has... Someone is holding a blade to Mouser, and it's Ivan. Oh, Ivan! Man, he's still there. Like the he, remember, he's still there. remember at the end of Shadow and Bone when we thought he mm-hmm. like kind of shipped Mal and Alina because he was like, you know what, y'all have your y'all have your time. Like, yeah, have fun. Um, have fun. Be safe. <laughs> I'm not like a normal prison guard. I'm like a cool prison guard. <laughs> Except he wasn't. Except he wasn't. Um, that was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a lie. <laughs> and um. So the Darkling is in the room and everything, every, everything in, in the room is quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, no one quite, no, everyone's just waiting for the Darkling to, um, like make to, his next move. Yeah. Um, and she's thinking, oh my gosh, like it took two weeks for him to catch us. Mm-hmm. This is how it ends. We had such high hopes. Like when we were going to be gone and now they, they we don't even, so close. they don't even have the chance to fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the Darkling has her and Mal searched and their weapons taken away. Um, and he kind of like tells her that, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell them to let you go. But if you do anything, Mal's gonna get hurt. Mm -hmm. Because he knows the best, the easiest way to get one of them to do something is to threaten the other. Yep. And so she agrees. Um, she she doesn't really have a choice, honestly. Yeah. And then she asks him, how did you find us? (laughs) I, this and was so dumb. Oh my god. He's like, bitch. <laughs> he's like, really? Y'all, really, the little honey? gold hairpins that you had in your hair that you've been trading the entire way? I literally followed that trail. Yes. You had like 10 pins in your hair and you've been trading them. It's like like breadcrumbs. You just left them. Yep. And they did. Uh, and that was a little dumb. I know they didn't have a ton of they options. They didn't have a ton of choice. And I really, I stand by what I said. I think that Genya was trying to do her solid with that by giving her, building that way out. But it also was super trackable. I do not Mm -hmm. think Genya did it for him to track her on purpose. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. Well, yeah. Yeah, I don't think she did it on purpose. Um, And so as the Darkling, the Darkling has started to approach Alina and everyone in the room. It's like in Beauty and the Beast. Step into the light. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so he's approaching her, but all the Grisha in the room are like, are fear, fearful. They're just, there's a lot of trepidation mm-hmm. of what he's going to do. Um, and Alina describes that everyone had always kind of revered the Darkling, but mm-hmm. it's something different now because mm-hmm. they saw what he he actually can do. And when the Darkling steps into the light, he has some scars on his face. 
um, from the <laughs> Jordan Swooting over here. Oh my gosh, he's not like other guys. He has a scar. It makes him mysterious. Again, the end of season one when he comes out of the fold with the scars and he's like, follow. Okay. <laughs> on my way. Nietzsche there. Putting on my running shoes. <laughs> I won't run, but I will for this. <laughs> I did think it was funny, though. Um, I wonder if how his scars were in the trailer for season two, mm-hmm. how they're going to look all season. I know. Because they did kind of look like eyeliner. Just That's what I thought, too. <laughs> it's like, look, I know I'm sure you have to use a lot of the budget for the different locations we have this season, but we could have done a little better. Yeah. So I wonder if that was just like something they're going to fix in post. Or... I think so. Because at the end of season one, it was like scar. It was like deep. And then mm-hmm. on like the in the trailer, it was like, Ben, come here. Yeah. Okay, go. Like, yeah. you know. I think it'll it'll be interesting. I don't know. It will. We're also going to see. it'll see, So it's been a while since we have recorded, like we mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, but the creator or showrunner has mm-hmm. said that the heist will not be in season two that season two will include siege and storm parts of siege and storm and, and ruin, ruin and, and rising. rising we just Excuse want me. the heist i just want the heist i just want need and matthias it's fine i think so, there will be a spinoff for sexy crows we are just very anxious for season two and at least we have a date now. <laughs> we are just very anxious which <laughs> full stop <laughs> we are just very anxious period <laughs> yes. um, so, um but he's all scarred up now yes and so he has scars that look like they've tried to been healed by a corporal key but they're still scarring on his face and he kind of taunts her and tells her that she doesn't look well again don't tell a woman she doesn't look no. well you see somebody you look sick it's like, you're about to look worse, because <laughs> I'm going to punch you. Well, guess what? You're about to. You look like someone who's about to get kicked in the nuts. Call an ambulance, but, but not, not for me. me. <laughs> That's basically what's happening. Basically. Because um, he tells her that she doesn't look well, and she tells him that he doesn't either. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you look like shit. She's like, so do you. Yeah. And um, he's like, ha ha. Um, he, do- he is, she really does know that he looks like tired like yeah. bedraggled he it, he's he looks drained um and so then he because she again is has her hands held behind her back by mm-hmm. uh, one of the guards and he reaches out and touches her face <laughs> Ugh. um or sorry no he doesn't touch her face he, he pulls takes her the scarf, scarf off to reveal the collar and then he like touches the collar <laughs> um and tells her that no matter how hard she tries to pretend that she isn't something she is, um, and that being nothing doesn't suit her. And she kind of is like, ooh, because that echoes thoughts that she had had. Mm-hmm. And it's, she hates to hear like things that she, she thought coming out of mm-hmm. his mouth. Because she doesn't want to agree with him no. in any way. And then he, again, um, hat puts kind of trails the collar with his hands. And I wrote, ew. I know. Um, and I then- wrote, ick. <laughs> I also, after this sentence, I wrote gag. So yes. He he tells her, quote, it's mine as much as yours, Alina. Talking about the collar in embedded Mm-mm. in her skin. Mm-mm. No. Walking red flag. <coughs> Excuse me. Thank you. Walking red flag. Um, and, uh, and she tells him, well, then. If you if you want it so that why didn't you put it around your neck? Mm-hmm. Like why did you do this? To me? You chose this. Yeah. You you chose 
for me to have it. You were the one who killed the stag. You could have put it on you. Um, but she didn't. <laughs> yeah. And um, then, oh my gosh, she's so dumb. Um, <laughs> they're both kind of like. They're both. He's so old and I she's know. still able to make him feel like a little. Like, twerp. Yes. Twerp <laughs> is perfect. And then he thanks her for the gift that he gave her, that she gave him. And she's like, what do you mean? She kind of looks at his at his scars like, huh? Mm-hmm. And he's like, <laughs> not that. Um, and so as they're they're talking, um, uh, he she doesn't quite understand what he means, and then he raises his hands, and the room gets dark. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Alina and Mal, of course, during the conversation that she was having with the Darkling, had made eye contact, which means that they had a plan mm-hmm. in place, and so they tried to break free. And she uses her powers to make the room like super bright, mm-hmm. um, blinding everyone. And um, Mal is, like, by her side and gotten a hold of Ivan's knife because he was the one who was holding it to his mm-hmm. neck. Um, and she has the light in the room because it's a confined space. Yeah. And she thinks they can they can figure it out, you know? She's, like, honing... Like she's make, preparing to do the cut. Yes. But the Darkling's powers are different than they mm-hmm. were. Um, and it's just the... His powers are described as, quote, the shadows whirred and skittered around the circle of light, spinning faster, a writhing cloud that clicked and whirred like a fog of hungry insects. So I literally, like, imagine almost like a swarm of locusts, but Yes, I was literally going to say, like, Mm plague-like. Yeah. And so they're confused, and as she is getting ready to use the cut, something comes out of the darkness... And she's like, this can't be real. She's like, no way. She's like, this, it's, it's not a Volcra. It's a, a it's shadow creature. It's something new. Mm-hmm. It's this crazy shadow creature because it's, it's coming out of nothing. It wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's thinking, it, it's not real. It's a trick. It's a trick. My mind is playing tricks on me. Um, we can't, as Grisha, they can't create something. They pull from matter that, that is already there. They can't mm-hmm. create it. It's not real. Um, but it was. Uh, and the Darkling is like, this is the gift you gave me. Look, I can make little creepy shadow things. <laughs> and well, look, isn't that awful? <laughs> and she's like, thanks, I hate it. She's like, oh, very cool, very cool. Um, except it wasn't. But she does note that creating these little shadowed monster demon things, mm-hmm. we'll get a name for them in a little bit, but I kind of kind of like calling them little shadow monster yeah, demons. Yeah, because they're awful. Mm-hmm. It's like, if the Volcra were like, organic dementors Mm -hmm. these are worse yeah these are like these are like dementors (laughs) these are like slender man to me but like but with bat-like features i'm thinking just i'm thinking of like a cross between um what is the the marvel villain Mm -hmm. um not venom Venom. oh i'm thinking of like a venom mixed with a pterodactyl. Yeah. No, I think that's accurate. I also, because, I mean, we're gonna, we're about to get to a description of their mouths. Um, Which is but why I yes. think venom. See, I think of, like, like those... Like flying venom. Like, those deep sea worms that have, like, the, yeah. the multiple rings of mm-hmm. teeth. Just, ugh. Um, and so this is the... This is what he's thanking her for. Like, I can create this little freaky little monster <laughs> Look at this demons. freaky little dude I made. <laughs> But she does know that <laughs> she's like yeah that using this power is making him weaker. 
Mm-hmm. It um, takes, it takes, it almost, it's like it takes something from him. Mm-hmm. And so Malice, uh, they're trying to back out of the room, but the creepy little freaky monster demon thing creepy is coming towards them. And they, they, Mal tries to slash it with his knife. It's not working. Um, and it literally grabbed him and threw him. Yep. Um, and she uses the cut and it. Made, that gets, that burns the creature away. Yeah. But then another one came, mm-hmm. uh, and it picked her up, and it had a mouth like Jordan described, rows of teeth, like like a shark or like a like one of those lantern fish, like in yes. like in Finding yeah. Nemo with the mm-hmm. thing, the lan- yeah, just tons and tons of teeth. And it Ugh. bites her shoulder, and she just describes it as a glaring, immense pain mm-hmm. that she's never felt before. And she screams, and um, the creepy little shadow demon thing um, lets her go, and she falls to the floor, mm-hmm. um, and is in it. Is her consciousness is fading, mm-hmm. um, and she sees Mal because he rushed to her, of course, and then he can mm-hmm. hear the darkling, or she can hear the darkling next to her saying "thank you." <laughs> and that's chapter one, and that was the end of chapter one. Sorry, that one took quite a while. Um, we are a little out of it, out of practice. Just a little bit, but I feel like we also talked about, we had to summarize a little bit, um, Shine One Bone and get back into it. And so, and the first chapters are always a little bit longer mm-hmm. to get the exposition up, so it'll be okay. Yeah. And so she passed out, and my head hit the floor. whoop <laughs> Honestly, again, you can tell like when we record these by the um, trending TikTok. Honestly, <laughs> though, you, could, you could track it very, very easily <laughs> if you had a mind to. And so chapter two, um, remember she passed out. So she um, is kind of waking out of this consciousness or unconsciousness. And someone tells her to drink. Um, and she opens her eyes and sees Ivan. Um, and uh, then she sees Jenya. And Jenya is telling her to drink, and she thinks that she's dreaming. Um, she doesn't want to take a drink because remember, Jenya. The last thing she knows is that Jenya betrayed her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, it wh- whatever's in the cup is forced down her throat. Um, and she tries to ask where she is, and then they put her back under. Mm-hmm. And then we get a flashback to her childhood. At the orphanage. Um, at the orphanage in Karamzin. And she's in a cart with Anyakua, um, the person who ran the orphanage, and Mal. Mm-hmm. And they see people on the side of the road, um, a, like a married couple. And Mal says, he's going to marry Alina someday. And it's like real cute. And it's but, like not really. Except it's not really. It's yeah. It's not cute actually. It's not <laughs> cute at all because there's like, it's a story with, with a couple and kind yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. Not great. She's like this young wife of the guy who's walking, just like having a jaunty great all time, is carrying a thing of salt on her back like she's a pack animal. And um, Alina asks Anya Cunha, like, hey, like. Why don't they just have a donkey or something to do that? Can they not afford one? And she's kind of like, why would he when he has a wife to do that? And so Mel's kind of like, you know, clueless boy. I'm going to marry Alina someday. And Alina's like, like, this girl is a servant. Like, what? And so that's a short flashback. And then she kind of is woken up again. Um, Here's Chain. So she is chained up. And Mm -hmm. Jenya 
she hears Jenya say that it's not safe to keep doing this to her, waking her up and putting her back under. Mm-hmm. And Ivan's like, don't tell me what you did. Um, <laughs> Ivan, not cool. <laughs> Ivan said, don't tell me my business. Yeah. Um, and so she's in and out, and she passes out again. And we get then another flashback back to the road. And it's kind of a continuation of what the first one was, but each one is a little bit different. She's becoming what she sees. Yeah, um, she's like... That she's getting less and less lucid, and mm-hmm. the dreams are getting more and more metaphoric. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, they're telling her to drink broth, not to fight it. Um, and then she feels a hand on her cheek, and she says, "Mouth." And the hand's like, because so, it's probably the Darkling. <laughs> he like, so, like cradling so what her probably face. Probably happened was like the Darkling went into her, passed out, and like put his hand on her he's face, cradling her and face. She was like, "Mouth," and he's like, "No," and he's like, "Bitch." <laughs> He runs away crying. With his cape. <laughs> <laughs> like Linus in his blanket. And the Charlie Brown. Stuff. And so the next one, um, someone's telling her to wake up, but this time she doesn't recognize the voice. <laughs> and she sees a boy with, quote, ruddy hair, a broken nose that reminds her of the too clever fox um, mm-hmm. of a story. And then she sees another boy standing with him that is probably the largest person she has ever just seen a brick house mm-hmm. and uh he she's described a shoe which reading this again i was like oh i yep. don't don't like love that. that yeah i don't love because it's the way he's described quote his golden eyes have the shoe tilt i don't like that it's it's a thin thin line between that and exoticism it's a very thin line because it's hard to know what is the right way to describe stuff. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's close. Yeah, that wasn't the best. But again, Leigh Bardugo has acknowledged this and grew in her later books. Um, and the person that she describes who looks like a fox says Alina. And then a girl mm-hmm. opens the door and tells them that they're coming. And so um, the person who looks like a fox tells the tall, the large guy to put her back down. And she's like, please, no. And they knock her out. And it's like, whoopah. And my head hit the floor. Whoopah. Um, so three new people try to wake her up, and we're thinking, oh my gosh. Who are who these is, people? Who is this? And then she goes back to kind of that parable, mm-hmm. um, the story flashback of that. And then, again, she's woken up, and she, this one's the most lucid that she has mm-hmm. been when she's been woken up, and she realizes that they're on a ship. Um, Because she can feel the ship rocking. And she turns over and feels a super sharp pain in her shoulder from where the creepy little demon Mm -hmm. monster thing bit her. Um, And so because of that pain, it like wakes her up fully. And then she feels sick. (laughs) um, Because lots of pain. She's on a ship. she's on a ship, yeah. And she's been in and out of consciousness for, we'll find out, a week. (laughs) It's (laughs) Um, been. It's been a very long week. And so she's in this cabin, and Jenya is sitting um, on her bed. Mm-hmm. And so she's thinking, okay, I didn't dream her. She's been here. It was real. And that um, Alina notes that the ship they're on smells awful. It's worse than any ship that she has been on in the past. Mm-hmm. And then she describes that Kenya's wearing a red, or, sorry, Jenya is wearing a red kefta mm-hmm. um, with, with a blue, blue embroidery, embroidery, which is new. Um, and Jenya is telling her to drink and she asks what it is. She tells her it's just water. Mm -hmm. Um, so she drinks the water. Um, and then 
Alina does ask how long she's been out, and Jenya tells her a week. Um, and she realizes that for an entire week, Ivan was slowing her heart rate to keep her unconscious. Ick. Like, That's to have awful. just zero autonomy over your own body. Yes. I hate that. Um, and then she stands up and kind of almost passes out, and then Jenya reaches out to steady her. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't want Jenya to touch her. Yeah, the betrayal. She's still, mm-hmm. yeah. And then she asks, where's Mal? And I was like, the Darkling wants to see you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, can you, can you go up? Can you walk? Or do I have to carry you? And Jenya's like, literally give her a minute. Like, I know. She's, she's been, like, she needs to eat. She needs some time. She's been out of it. Like, she's literally been unconscious for a week. Like, just give her a sec. And Alina's like, no, absolutely not. I'm no, gonna go I'm see the figuring Darkling. this out. I got it. I got it. We gotta figure this shit out right now, because mm-hmm. um, you not only do you kidnap me, but you keep me unconscious for a week. Yeah, I know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so again, uh, they she's remembering their the the trip that they had on the Verhadzer, um, but <laughs> the smell on this ship is so much it's worse. Awful. Um, and they we find that they're actually on a whaling ship, and Which so it's like bad. the blubber and the oil and the fat and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, and so Alina, ha- again, has her chains on her, and she's climbing up to the deck, and Ivan is impatient because she's climbing a ladder with chains on, and he thinks that she should be faster, so he just, like, hoists her up. Don't do that. No. Um, I mean, there's a lot of things that they shouldn't do, but, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's, that's also one of them, you know. <laughs> and so on the top of the deck, she really breathes her first f- f- breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's cold air, and they're on the top, or on the deck, um, we see that Grisha squallers are using their powers to make the, um, mm-hmm. the ship sail, the using, using their powers for the sails to go, mm-hmm. um, and that the ship's crew are not military, they don't have specific uniforms, and the ship doesn't have any specific colors for, like, a country that they belong yeah. to. So this is not like a Ravkin embassy. This is like an independent venture mm-hmm. with the Grisha that are um, loyal to the Darkling. Mm-hmm. And Alina notes that it's easy to spot the rest of who the Darkling, who who are with the Darkling because they're all wearing captas. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, stinky on the board, on, <laughs> on the ship. Um, it's a stinky boy. Yeah. And so it's Ivan, Alina, and Jenny, and they're walking towards the Darkling. Um, and as they're walking, she sees the dark haired boy and the girl from her dreams, what she thinks are her dreams. And then she realized, okay, so they, they were there. They're real. They're real. And then she gets to the darkling and she immediately asks, where is Mal? And he's like, (sighs) but also I wrote drama because the darkling is like standing at the front of the ship with his back to them. He knows that she's coming towards him. And he's just, he's like having a Titanic moment. He really is. Every night in my <laughs> Well, well, every night in my dreams, um, I see you. I feel well, you. Hmm? you're not wrong. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's all about the drama, you know? Like, you can't yes, be a villain with a he's all about the drama. moment. Um, he is the main character. <laughs> <laughs> he is to himself, that's for sure. And so she asks him, where's Mal? And he's like, you're so boring. Oh, my god! You never change. Why didn't you ever ask about me? <laughs> <laughs> and then he asks her how she knows he isn't dead. She's like, you wouldn't do that. No, I know. You wouldn't do that. 
He's like, eh, well, I guess. Because um, she's not wrong. Yeah. Because the if, if he kills Mal, she's not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. She's like, he's dead. I'm okay being dead, too. Mm-hmm. And he is actually on the on the deck with them. So the Darkling tells her to turn around, and she sees turn him. Turn around. <laughs> and then he, they make eye contact, and he pretty much, the Darkling tells the guards who are who mm-hmm. have Mal to take him back under. So just like proof of life kind of situation. Yep. Um, and uh, the Darkling does tell her that if either one of them steps out of line, the other will be punished yes i saw a thing or i i outlined i outlined i underlined one thing he said here which is quote she wants to talk to him and she and he says quote not a chance you two have a bad habit of acting like fools and calling it heroic and i wrote in the margins i mean he's not wrong Mm -hmm. he's not incorrect so don't you hate it when the villain is a little bit right has a little he's a little (laughs) bit right um and so then the Darkling, um, once again, reaches out and touches the he collar. He keeps touching her, and it's like, stop I it. Like I don't I kept writing, I wrote ick multiple times. Just personal space. Stop yeah. it. Just remember Kaz and his personal space boundary? This is <laughs> okay. it. Okay. Kaz is has a personal space boundary, like, icon. Yeah. The Darkling is, like, personal space? <laughs> There's Never a, heard of her. There is a spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> and the Darkling is one end and Kaz is the other. Surely there is a happy medium in there mm-hmm. somewhere. Um, and he's telling her that she doesn't understand. <laughs> Whatever. Um, and then he sees the bite. Um, or no, she... Um, sorry. He, he tells her that, she, that he's not cruel. And she's like, well, one of your little demon monster shadow things bit me. He's like, does it hurt? <laughs> Does it hurt? My dog no, don't bite. Sherlock. Yes, he do. <laughs> um, yeah. It does hurt, um, but she tells him that it doesn't. And he says that the that no matter what she does, it's not going to be it's, fully healed. It's an unhealable. He basically just gave her a chronic pain condition. Oh. And for what? And what for what? An ass. Oh my <laughs> gosh, he gave her chronic pain. He did. He said oh. it, nothing could can ever fully alleviate it, not even a heart render trying to heal it. Mm-hmm. And now we get a name for the nasties. And they're called the Nichevoya. Oh, yeah. Nichevoya? Sure. Nichevoya? And well, I, I think we'll probably get it in season two. Uh, we, we so, should. excuse me if it's not pronounced correctly, but we're going to go with... <laughs> excuse the hell out of me. <laughs> let's go with I like Nichevoya? Nichevoya? I always read it as Nichevoya, but I don't think that's right. Mm. I like the way that you say it better. Mm-hmm. With like... It's like an act, like the apostrophe. So is, is like the, yeah. Nichevoya. Let's go with that. Okay. I like that. So the little demon monster shadow things are called Nichevoya. And it means nothings. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Ooh, creepy. Um, and she asks him what they are. Uh, and then he doesn't really know, to be honest. Yeah. He he's gives her he's trying answer. to be like dramatic, but the truth is he's not. He like Super looks sure. off into the distance and is like, it's just the beginning. When in reality, he has no clue mm-hmm. what they are. Um. <laughs> <laughs> he just knows it's something he can do now. Mm-hmm. But he also knows that it's costing him. Alina knows that it's costing him. But he's not going to admit that it's costing him. No. He's like, this is my new toy. This is my new power. I'm the best. Nothing but they're is also, happening to me. I don't feel drained They're also like all. killing him a little bit just to do it. 
He's like, oh, the bag's under my eyes. Oh my gosh, I need to use an eye mask. No, you need to stop creating the nature boya. <laughs> I need to use an eye mask. I need to have a self-care day. Why won't you let me have this, Alina? It's your fault. <laughs> That's him, basically. Oh my gosh. Uh, I was going to, never mind. Uh, <laughs> and before she can say anything else, um, Ivan is taking her back to under the deck. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's very aggressive about he's being it. not very cash money about well it. to be honest she left him on the ship with a darkling that's also fair so he maybe he had a little grace for alina and then she was like now nah, you can die yeah and so and he's so now he's like i'm that. gonna manhandle you around but you know what actions have consequences so when you align yourself with the darkling mm-hmm. you're gonna get left in the shadow hold it's true um and uh when ivan is Ivan's literally dragging her and she falls. Um, and he's like, move. She's on the ground and he's telling her to yeah. move. And so he kind of kicks her and she falls again. And then someone helps her up and it is the dark haired girl from the dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's, it's her and and the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the girl asks if, if Aline is all right. And Ivan's like, it's none of your business. And she, <laughs> so now we get a name. Um, the girl tells Ivan that Alina is Sturm, I, Sturmhond, Sturmhond. Is Sturmhond's yeah. prisoner, and she should be treated according. Should, should be treated mm-hmm. accordingly. Sturmhond and Alina's thinking that that name sounds She's familiar. Like, I heard that somewhere. Um, and so that on the Verhade, mm-hmm. um, people had talked about him, and we find that Sturmhond is a Ravkin privateer mm-hmm. and not a pirate. No, not no, a pirate. No, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> So he's, quote, a Rodkin privateer and a smuggler infamous for breaking the Fierdon blockade and for the fortune he'd made capturing enemy ships. But he, even though he's Rodkin, he doesn't fly the Rodkin flag mm-hmm. on his ship. And then Ivan's like, um, actually, she's the Darkling. Actually? <laughs> and the girl's like, um, we are literally on a boat. Yeah. Um, the These are international waters. <laughs> Do you not understand the law? Um... And so both the girl and the large guy are, um, are shoe and Ivan said something back in shoe mm-hmm. and the, <laughs> the guy's like, you speak like a tourist. And I wrote, <laughs> I wrote, get wrecked, Ivan. <laughs> Honestly, get wrecked. That's such, um, that is such a, an own right He there. like tries to one up them by speaking in shoe and they're like, mm, He's no. like, you, d- <laughs> you dumb bitch. <laughs> and not only does the guy say, nah, you sound dumb. The girl's like, we don't take orders from you. No and matter that- what language you speak. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ivan is like, well, maybe you do. And he uses his powers um, mm-hmm. and uh, starts to stop their hearts, which is... Not cool. It's not very cash money of him. <laughs> yeah. His feelings got hurt, so now he's going to murder them. <laughs> <laughs> right? Talk about fragile masculinity. Honest, there's a lot of fragile masculinity <laughs> like, in this. None of it from our our friend here, whose name yeah. we're getting soon. And then as Ivan is using his powers to kill the boy and girl, um, behind him, someone says, or sorry, no, Alina's telling ivan to stop like, leave them alone, leave them alone. um and then uh he's ignoring them and calls them something in shoe um and then he's literally killing them and at that moment <laughs> we get a gun click right behind him <laughs> and 
Um, Sturmhaunt has a gun at, at the back of Ivan's neck, mm-hmm. <laughs> and Ivan um, freezes, because he, he's, like, he's like, oh, well. Um, and Sturmhaunt is the guy described with the ruddy hair and the broken nose, the two clever fox. Mm-hmm. Um, so the captain of the ship is the two clever fox that Alina had seen. And he tells <laughs> Ivan that, um, you know, he's, he's a good host, but there are still rules. And uh, mm-hmm. um, Ivan stops. <laughs> and the two, um, uh, the guy and the girl get up and um, Ivan is, or sorry, Sturmhand, you know, tells Ivan to take him back to, to take Alina back to her quarters. And then he can go mm-hmm. do whatever he wants. And Ivan's like, well, I don't know. And he's like, no, no, no. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> you're going to listen to me. Mm-hmm. You got to stop. <laughs> and um, once again, he brings up that they are on land. Or that they They're are on not on the land. Sea. That they are on the ship. And they are on Sturmhan's ship. And so he has to listen. Um, and, <laughs> and then he calls him shark bait. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so I'm, I'm giving a summary. I of got this, you. But it's just, <laughs> yeah, I'm giving a summary of this, but in the book, there's a lot more banter. There's some great, from some and great banter. Ivan doesn't know how to banter back and forth. So Mm-mm. he was just kind of like, <laughs> um, and then Ivan tells him, I won't forget this Sturmhand. And Sturmhand's like, duh. <laughs> That's kind of the point. That's why I'm saying this. Um, and so Ivan leaves, um, and, oh, no, sorry. No, yeah, Ivan leaves. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Alina is with the guy, girl, and Sturmhand, and Ivan scurries off because he doesn't want to be shark bait. <laughs> <laughs> Who does? Who yeah. does? Um, and then, um, he, Sturmhand tells the guy and the girl to get back to work and that he'll take Alina below deck. Um, and Alina asks them if they're related. And Sturmhan tells her that they are twins and that their names are Tolia and Tamar. Yay. And so Tolia is the large guy. Tamar is the girl with the short hair. And I love them both. Love them. So, so much. Very excited for them. Um, and then she clarifies that he is Sturmhan. Um, and he doesn't quite give a straight answer, mm-hmm. but tells her on his good days he is. <laughs> Um, and she asked him why a pirate is on a whaling ship. Like, that doesn't make any sense. He's, He's like, like privateer. Privateer. Uh, and that he has several ships and the Darkly needed one, and he got him one. So, um, you know, and Alina's like, you stole it. And he says, well, I got it. I got it. You know? <laughs> it came into my possession. I have it now, so I don't, you know. <laughs> uh, and then Alina tells him that, She's like, you you were in my cabin. And again, he doesn't give a straight answer. He's like, he tells her that, you know, many women <laughs> dream of him. <laughs> it's like that, that, that fishing cap. It's like, fish fear me. Women want me. <laughs> like, that's kind of how he is. And she's trying to... She's like, but he, He's gaslighting her a little bit. Just a little he, bit. Yeah. It's like playful gaslighting, though. Because she's, she's trying to come to terms with what was real and what wasn't so mm-hmm. she's trying to confirm you were in my room and he's like yeah mm. uh, mm, i don't know and she's like no no no, you were but i don't he's like don't it's okay it's okay don't waste your breath mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like you, you don't even know me yeah um and uh she tells she starts to kind almost she starts to 
ask him for help and mm-hmm. he tells her don't even unless it involves a talking dog i don't want to hear it <laughs> and she's like what <laughs> and um she's really confused she's yes. confused because sturmhand is the master of wit he yes a he's, very, he's, he's very funny and he's mm-hmm, quick very quick-witted and so he, she knows, or sorry, he knows that she's going to ask for help mm-hmm. um, and that for the good of the country and for blah, 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 blah. He's like, no, it, unless it's a good story, then I don't, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> and she's confused because she thought that he worked for Ravka and he's like, um, I like money. And Darkling offered <laughs> Baby, me a lot I of work money. for the, the biggest wallet. Kaz? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like so you would just sell out your country like she wasn't just trying to run away and start a new I life i know she's you know hypocrite. She's, she's like you would just sell out ravka and it's like you were literally about to like little house on the prairie yourself away you from ravka. Sell out ravka you, you were, were going to abandon and so. he's and he's like hey nah, you know money's money <laughs> in this economy twenty dollars is twenty dollars <laughs> like and so he takes her down to her bunk and leaves her there um and she's sitting there and is thinking about Sturmhand and mm-hmm. she's like no he was in my room he can try to deny it and then Jenya brings her her dinner and tells her that she should eat and Alina's still upset she's hurt that she was betrayed yeah and tells Alina or tells Alina tells Jenya to leave her alone mm-hmm. and Jenya kind of tries to make light of the situation and gives her jokes jokes about it a little bit and um uh jenya tells alina that she missed her which Mm -hmm. oh that broke my heart (laughs) i know i'm just like and alina asks her if she was ever her friend would just Mm -hmm. twist it the knife that that was just stabbed (laughs) in my chest you just twist it a little bit Uh um and Jenya asks her if it would make a difference. And honestly, it would. To Alina, it would. Yeah. And she just wants to know how stupid she's been. Which, oh, just twist like, it a little more. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Jenya tells her that she really was her friend, but she's not sorry for what she did. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jenya doesn't quite have the... She's trying to justify it to herself still. Um, she thinks that the Darkling has a vision for Ravka and that he's doing this for everyone. He's doing it for Ravka. And mm-hmm. Alina tries to tell her that no, um, he's not trying to undo no. what the Black Heretic did. He, he is, is the, the Black, Black Heretic. Heretic. He's trying to destroy everything. And Jenya is having a lot of doubt because she, again, is trying to rectify what she's done. Yeah. Um, trying to Kind of trying to clear her conscience that she is on the right side of history. N- yeah. Um, and she, Jenya says, well, I know there was like a little incident. Um, and she's like, people died. A lot. People, people are dying, Kim. Yeah. <laughs> um, literally. Honestly, uh, though. And so she's trying to make her, um, oh, so Alina tells her that a lot of people died and then Jenya is trying to make her feel guilty by saying, yeah. well, you know what? There were people on the Sands gift that died too. Which, that was a low blow. That was a low blow. It's true, but she had to do what she had to do. And, like, Jenya eventually does come around and basically say, like, Mm -hmm. but, you know, you had to do what you had to do. And, um, so we do find that there were a few people who escaped, um, but she, Alina's feeling a lot of guilt for the people, Mm -hmm. um, that she had to leave there. And is thinking that now she's been captured by the Darkling again, so that they died for nothing. It was, 
it was a pointless death. Yeah. Um, and only Jenya tells Elena that she did what she had to do. Um, so it's there. I understand where Jenya is coming from in this situation because to her, again, we if we go back to what she was dealing with with the king, um, and things like that, and the darkling gave her an opportunity to be free free mm-hmm. from that and so she is choosing jenya is choosing who think who she thinks is the lesser of two evils yeah she's like you know his methods might not be great but compared to the alternative this is something i'm morally i can sleep at night being on this side but she also doesn't have the full story mm-hmm. but also jenya not having the full story and choosing either being trigger warning choosing choosing either being sexually assaulted mm-hmm. on a nightly basis mm-hmm. versus as a child at, yeah as a child she's still a teenager yeah um versus doing a few things for the darkling that don't have a direct negative impact on and her and that she has or feels like she has agency in choosing mm-hmm. i understand where she's coming from which again i do like that lee bardugo writes the quote-unquote villains or mm-hmm. you know not protagonists if they're not no one is a hundred percent right yeah it's very nuanced mm-hmm. but before Ginya leaves alina has to know one more thing hey mal mal never got the letters did did you send them and um jenya jenya tells her that the darkling told her that mm-hmm. she needed to leave her old life behind so they were never sent and this is just heartbreaking to it's Alina just awful because she's doubting herself because this was the one friend she thought she had mm-hmm. um and she was betrayed and so now she's thinking that no matter what they do um if they could escape there in the middle of the ocean that there's nowhere to run yeah th- this is like mm-hmm. worst case scenario and so that's the end of chapter two. Now we are on to chapter three. And so chapter three is almost a week later. Mm-hmm. Um, they are getting, they're going further north um, because, I mean, there's ice <laughs> in the ocean. <laughs> um, and this is not like a Titanic situation where they're going to hit an iceberg, but it is getting chilly and there is ice in the water. Yeah. So, <laughs> so she can, she guesses they're going in a northerly direction. <laughs> and she would be correct. Um, <laughs> and so... Every day, Alina is brought above deck. Um, she can walk a little bit. She can see Mal, but they're never allowed to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Sturmhand um, and his crew, after that one instance where they were able to talk, they hadn't talked again. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, um, as they're sailing, um, she recognizes a piece of, like a landmark um, on land, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um that she recognized from being a map maker um, and notes that they are, they have entered the bone road, mm-hmm. which is a very dangerous part of the sea um, that on the maps that it's marked by skulls because a lot of sailors have lost their lives there. And only the most experienced, typically feared in hunters um, would mm-hmm. sail in this area. So she's a little confused. Um and then she realizes that the Darkling is after some kind of amplifier. Mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> and it's like, oh, shoot. And then she's thinking, well, if he's after an amplifier, who is he going to put it on? Because I got this collar around me. And then she's like, uh, But no. wait a minute. She's like, he wouldn't, he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't put another one on me. We can, what, what, he, would he? He would. He would. 
And this is something I wish, because you and I have both have the same edition of Siege and Storm with the same, like, pretty marbled cover on it. Um, I wish I did have the same, the Shadow and Bone in this edition, because when you have the whole of Alina's trilogy together, on the cover of each is a different amplifier animal. Mm-hmm. And so... Hmm. Uh, She's thinking he wouldn't. He would. He, he would. The narrator. He, <laughs> he would. would. Um, and so the next day, the Darkling wants Alina brought to him. And as uh, she's going up up to him, she asks, who's it for? Um, Doesn't even pretend. No pretense. And then he's there on the deck of the boat. And she's thinking, <laughs> I could push him. Like, he's a few hundred years old, but can, but can, can he, he swim? swim? He, did he ever learn how to swim? Honestly, that's a good question. She should Honestly, have tried. Honestly, it's worth a try, you know. Um and uh, then she tries to ask him like please tell me you're not actually thinking about doing this um Mm -hmm. and uh she's like if it's for someone else please yeah he's like i wish um i wish it would be for anyone else (laughs) because you have given me such a hard time because you are so difficult (laughs) he just wants he wants a puppet um and so she's like we can't do you can't do that um, you can't do that. <laughs> she's thinking that you can't do that, that it's only one amplifier per Grisha. The Grisha power is not, Them, that's it's not the law. To be limitless. And she's like, I don't want this. And he's like, you want, you want, me, 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 me. <laughs> He's like, I want to watch Mal die. Um, <laughs> but guess what? We don't always get what we want. So. <laughs> and she's like, you're crazy. That's basically what's happening. And he's like, though. I'm tired. <laughs> Is what I am. That is a really good summary of the conversation that they're having. (laughs) She's like, I want. (laughs) She's like, you can't do this. It's so I want this. She's like, you want. Well, I want. (laughs) Oh my gosh, they're they're just bickering children. Um, and uh, so she's think she tells him that he can't control the fold that it has to be destroyed. Mm -hmm. It's like, um, well. No. He's like, I've thought that about you. Yeah. I can't control you. Should I destroy you? And then he tells Ivan to bring the boy. And by boy, he said, he means Mal. He never actually calls Mal by his <laughs> he name. He avoids saying Mal's name as much as possible. He's like a jealous little boy. He is. His fragile masculinity. It's true. Um, and she's like, you said you wouldn't hurt him. <laughs> oh my god. She's like freaking out. But for once, he's like, you're not important. Like, shut up. She's like, he, he, he tells her, he basically says, you are not the main character right now. <laughs> um, and then Ivan brings Mal up, um, and the Darkling tells him to track. He's like, track what? He's what like, you- bruh, we're on a boat. <laughs> we, are, we are in, my brother, we are in the ocean. Um, and... Uh, the Darkling tells him, well, Alina said you you could do whatever, and everyone I've talked to says that you're a great tracker, so find him. He's kind of uncannily good. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. Uh, interesting, interesting, interesting. And I was like, do you want me to find a, a, a whale? Like, I can find whales, I guess. And Darkling's like, no, no, no. I want you to find the sea whip. <gasps> That's what's like, on the cover. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> a dragon? You want me to find a dragon? And the Darkling is like, not just a dragon, the ice dragon. <laughs> and it's called uh, Rusalia? Yeah, I would, that's exactly how I would say it. With the, with the rolled R's or no? Yeah, I would say with the rolled R. Rusalia? Rusalia. Because it's in the north, you know, yeah. like Fyrda. Rusalia? Rusalia? That's yeah. a pretty name. Um, it, it actually is. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually very pretty. Uh, and the Darkling's like, not just a dragon. 
the, the dragon ice dragon <laughs> <laughs> and mal's like that's not real um <laughs> that that is like taking mal to the middle of the forest and being like bigfoot <laughs> i want him here <laughs> like no direction no like, like literally just dropping in the middle of nowhere saying find me bigfoot i'm gonna kill your girlfriend is literally what it happened. It's like, what? And Mal's like, um, hate to break it to you. It doesn't exist. Mal's kind of like, you're stupid. Like, Are you high right now? Are you high, Clary? <laughs> and then the Darkling says, you know what? There's been sightings of it for a long time. Sounds like me about Bigfoot. <laughs> and Mal tells him, yeah, there's also been sightings of mermaids. It's not real. It's not real. And the Darkling comes back with, well, the stag was supposed to be a myth. He's like, well, got me there. You got uh, me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Mal says, I don't even know where, how I would start tracking. And then the Darkling says, well, I really hope um, that's not true because every day that you can't find the sea whip, I will hurt Alina. Uh, and Mal's like, you won't hurt no, her. No, you won't. You um, and the Darkling says, well, I don't want to, but I will. And then but I'll have I Ivan heal her and then I'll hurt her again and have Ivan heal her. Again, such that, like, again, I think reading it mm-hmm. for the second time, you just really see the toxic relationship. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to hurt her, but I will if I... You will make me yeah. hurt her. Like, not taking any type oh of gosh. accountability like at this, all. You could very much, without the whole powers, special mm-hmm. powers thing, very much just an abusive relationship. Yeah. And so... Uh, Mal's like, well, both Sturmhund steps up and he's like, mm-hmm. you are not going to hurt anyone on my ship. This is my mm-hmm. ship. It's my ship. Remember? I'm letting you borrow it. I know you're paying me, but you know, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. I draw the line um, at uh, torture. <laughs> and <laughs> so he, Sturmhund is trying to convince the Darkling, let him have at least a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Darkling again threatens Alina with, threatens, threatens, threatens violence, yeah. basically. Um, and Mal's like, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. Um, I don't have a choice. And, uh, then the dark queen is like, hmm, good choice. Um, but you better not be lying to me. Cause then Mal is like, you, we need to go this direction. Mm-hmm. You know, give me some time. And the dark queen is like, you know better than to lie to me. Cause I know if you will. And Mal tells him, I can find it. Just give me like a week. Mm-hmm. It took me months to find the stag. Like, I can't just find this magical sea ice dragon mm-hmm. in a minute. Um, and so uh, as they're partying, Mal um, and Alina just graze their hands against each other, uh. which, oh, the longing. Uh. You know, it's going to be like a slow motion. Oh, absolutely. You know it. And then Ivan is hauling her back towards her quarters. And so she, as she's going down her mind is going 100 miles a minute because she's thinking this mm-hmm. can't be real um and then she's like well the darkling said that he wouldn't harm mal as long as he needed him but once he's done with this is he gonna kill him mm-hmm. um or just do, can mal really find it am i going to get hurt like blah 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 what a lot of thoughts are going through her mind mm-hmm. um and then ivan takes her into what looks like the captain's quarters um that the Darkling has taken over that war Sturmhans, but the Darkling has taken over because he's paying him to use a ship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's still pretty small. 
Um, and the dark lean is already in the room and Alina tells him that she can't wait to get away from him. <laughs> and he's like, are you afraid of me? And she's like, that's what you want. You want me to be afraid. Um, he's like, I don't not want that. Oh my gosh. He's such an ass. He's basically like, if you don't love me, fear's fine. But, but would you love me when you, whatever. <laughs> and then again, with, it's the, um, with the, uh, Oh my gosh, uh, abusiveness! Mm-hmm. I want to free you, but you're the one who who's not letting yeah. me. He's just so slippery. Mm-hmm. She's like, at this point, I literally don't give a shit what you do to me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she's like, oh, you don't want to see me hurt? Then you want to cut me? He's like, I didn't say that. Um, and she asked mm-hmm. him how he survived um, in the fold, and. He tells her, he asks her, quote, have you ever noticed that they do not feed on each other? This is mm-hmm. talking about the Volcra in the fold. Yeah. And so it's like calls to like that darkness is in him. He's what created it. So they weren't going to feed on him. Yeah. Which icky. Very um, icky. <laughs> and um, there's like a little bit of back and forth between mm-hmm. them and talking about the Volcra and each other and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, why are you giving me a second amplifier? Yeah. I don't, you know that I don't like you like that, <laughs> that I don't want to do what you want me to do. And I also tried to kill you. And he's like, but you failed. Um, <laughs> she's like, but still, why give me another amplifier? It's only going to make me stronger. And with that, I could potentially kill you. And he tells her that she was meant to have them, that they were meant to be together and that she was meant to have all the amplifiers mm-hmm. and he was meant to rule with her by his side. Gross. Yeah. Um, and she tells him that they can't, com- like, you cannot combine the amplifiers. Yeah. The books say you can't. He's like, well, not all books. Um, and then she brings up Bagra. She's like, your mom told me you were stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she also says that your mom told me that she loved you and that she thought that you could be saved. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kind of looks hurt, feel- looks like he feels a little bit of regret. We don't know what happened to Bagra. It, it seems like he might have done something to her. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, well, really? Wow. My mother has no idea. Um, <laughs> and then he pulls out a book called Istori Sanctia. Yeah. Um, and it's, it means the lives of saints. And so she kind of remembers the book and we find that that's actually the book that the apparat gave her. Um, ick. Um, and it's a children's book that has stories about the saints. And he asks if she read it and she says that she didn't. Um, but it's just, you know it's all superstition it's 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 just stories um and the dark moon says well not really um morozova uh you know was a little like you drawn to the ordinary and weak alluding Mm -hmm. to mal she's like he's in weak mal isn't weak (laughs) yeah and um so once again the dark moon is trying to compare the ordinary versus the extraordinary that she should want more than what Mal has to offer, that she's too great to live an ordinary life. Mm-hmm. Um, because she has these powers, and they're supposed to use those together. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. He, again, is saying that they are the only two who understand it. And the horrible thing about that is that he's not wrong. Yeah, that there is truth behind what he's saying, and that she does still feel that pull that they are the only two who understand it, but she doesn't want to believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that in the in the story, there it might not be just stories. It might not just be folklore. It could be real. Um, and Alina kind of acknowledges 
that well she doesn't she acknowledges it to herself not outwardly that the darkling is correct but she doesn't really want to face that Mm -hmm. um and so then flash forward um on the ship everyone was just kind of growing restless waiting to find this magic sea ice dragon Rusalia. <laughs> I kind of like the magic sea ice dragon. I do too. Uh, dragon tales. Dragon tales. It's almost time for dragon. <laughs> that was such a good show. It was. Every morning before I went to school. <laughs> take, take my hand. hand. Let's all go to dragon, dragon land. Oh, I forgot. We got that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we both remembered it differently. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, but the the crew is getting restless, looking for the ice dragon. And um, every day, the Darkling brings Alina up to mm-hmm. the deck and stays to stand by him while Mal is trying to figure out where this magic ice dragon is. Um, and she's wondering if Mal actually knows mm-hmm. where it is, if what he sees is true, or if it's like making it up, you know, yeah. if he's just trying to buy them time. Um, and one day while they were on the deck, she, um, stumbled and the Darkling caught her, um, (laughs) and he could have let her go, but he just kind of let himself linger and Mal is like ready to attack. (laughs) (laughs) And the Darkling just reminds him, you got three days. Um, and Mal tells the Darkling to leave Alina alone. He's like, well, she's still unharmed. I've kept my end of the deal, but Mm -hmm. is that really what you're worried about? It's not. Um, and Alina, <laughs> Alina tells Mal that she's fine and uh, <laughs> that the Darkling can't hurt her. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm laughing because of what's going to come up. I know. Um, and then the Darkling is looking between Mal and Alina because he senses that little bit of tension and that obviously they love each other, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um and he's like, don't worry, like, you'll know when the deal is up. And then the Darkling pushes her below deck. But before she, she's out of earshot, the Darkling tells Mal, quote, I'll be certain you hear it when I make her scream. <laughs> Perfect audio. I think we should save that audio. Yeah, yeah, that's such good audio. <laughs> um, because that Disgusting. is... Disgusting not she he's not talking about torturing her um <laughs> he's talking about something else we when were the nights <laughs> our love <laughs> good grief um <laughs> if we remember where uh, the darkling and alina were in shadow and bone mm-hmm. um during the fate and they were you know having a little fun in the map room that's what mm-hmm. he's thinking about um and it's alluded to and that's kind of what gets under mouse skin yep which i thought that was kind of funny i'm not gonna lie <laughs> it was kind of funny he <laughs> got that one yeah. and so we jump forward um the week is almost up that uh the darkling gave mal to find the magic sea ice dragon Mm-hmm. Um, and Jenya wakes Alina up and tells her that he found something, that they're close. Um, and Jenya calls Mal the tracker and Alina's like, his name is Mal. And like jerks away from him and Jen's kind of hurt. No, she jerks away from Jenya. That's right. That, yeah. 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 Oh, sorry. You said him. So. And she's kind of like, what? Hurt. Because she, she thought that they had kind of reconciled a little bit, that they could go back to their friendship. 
No, no. Not that easily. No. And so they go back to the top, and it's super misty outside, very foggy. Um, mm. It's very early in the morning, and uh, Grisha are getting ready, and Squallers are getting ready, and Sturmhans crew are, get, are getting mm-hmm. ready. Everyone's just ready to find this Ruselia. And there um, is a fishing vessel, but they're like, eh. We're, eh, we're not super not, worried about yeah, it. It's it's in the distance. Don't really have to worry. And Mal says that they he thinks they're close. Um, and Delina's like, well, if he was stalling, like this would that he wouldn't be stalling. Mm-hmm. He actually knows that we're close to something. And so Sturmhund um, gives commands um, after the Darkling kind of ag- tells him to. Um, and the ship slows, and they're getting ready to. To they're preparing for what's mm-hmm. next, and again they see that ship in the distance, but they're like, nah, no biggie. It's fine. It's fine. And so Alina goes towards Mal, and everyone was focused on because they had sent um, some boats in the water to get ready to capture the Ruselia. And so Alina goes up to Mal, and um, they kind of try to tell, like, assure each other yeah. that they're assure the other person that they're okay. Um, and he's not really sure if they're close, but he thinks, but he knows that if, if he's wrong, that it's going to cost Alina. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of mist and it's a lot of fog <laughs> that's happening. Um, and Alina tells Mal that none of it's his fault because he's really worried because if they can't yeah. find it, then it's going to, that he's going to kill Alina. Um, he's like, I know. Um, and it's kind of. They're trying to reassure the other when both of them feel a lot of guilt mm-hmm. and a lot of pressure for what's coming next. And so he kisses the top of her head and assures her that they'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, and so all of a sudden, um, someone shouts, quote, two points off the starboard bow. That's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and everyone looks in one direction. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, I'm sorry. <sighs> everyone looks um, towards towards one one mm-hmm. direction and they're like oh my gosh they see the scales of this creature mm-hmm. coming out of the waves almost like like an, a whale breaching um mm-hmm. and they see rusalia and that rusalia is the end of chapter is three. there okay and on to chapter four so we just found the magic sea which magic no, sea not dragon. the witch uh, magic sea dragon would that be crazy if it was a sea Ooh. witch <laughs> Um, but we just found the magic sea dragon, ice dragon thing named Rosalia. So pretty. And so Alina's thinking, no, 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 this is a folk, like, it's a folk tale. It's a, fa- or it's a folk story. It's mm-hmm. a fairy tale. It shouldn't but it's be there. real. But I see it with my own two eyes. Mm-hmm. Trying to think, um, what is it? It's like the old commercial look with your special eyes my brand <laughs> the 1800 contacts yes. um and so there are some boats in the water like uh kind of rowboat mm-hmm. type situations remember in six of crows okay so um if we remember in six of crows six of crows they had the long boats that they mm-hmm. um got off and then um rowed in back into Ketterdam. So this is kind of the same situation. Yeah. And so there are some longboats in the water, um, and they're trying to get to the sea whip so Alina can kill it so she can have the amplifier. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they have harpoons, 
and um, they're trying to get it, but this dragon, you know, it's... It's not going to give itself up. Mm -hmm. You know how the stag was kind of like, for you, because you deserve it. Mm -hmm. The whip is like, try me, bitch. (laughs) Pretty much. But also, what we didn't notice, um, what I didn't make a note Mm -hmm. of in the last chapter was... Um, this was the first time that Mal and Alina had like had physical contact since they'd been on the in boat. In a very and they, long time. Like put their heads, their foreheads mm-hmm. to each other, and then <gasps> there's the sea whip. Wow, that's crazy. Mm. That doesn't have to do with anything at Mm-mm. all. Um, <laughs> it wasn't like when they kissed and the stag showed up. Yeah, nothing like that at all. No, it was just a coincidence. Quinky dinkies. Um, and so they're trying, <laughs> they're trying to get the sea whip, but it's it's fighting back. And it wants thinking, to live. Mm-hmm. Alina is thinking, good, fight, like get, be free, get away. Mm-hmm. I don't want to take your power. Um, and then the other boat is trying to get their harpoons, and um, it kind of smashed the first boat. Um, and the second boat gets mm-hmm. some harpoons in it, and it's still it's still fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it destroys one of the boats, and eats one of the sailors um, yeah which is awesome bummer um <laughs> good for her yeah. we support women's rights but yeah. more importantly, we, we support, support women's, women's wrongs um, <laughs> and in this case she ate someone who was trying to kill her so. she ate <laughs> <laughs> she ate period period <laughs> um and so alina's still willing it to fight um mm-hmm. and then another harpoon hits it and it starts uh, it's described as singing but but it's crying crying. it's almost like a siren song Mm -hmm. it's making like this beautiful keening Mm -hmm. noise but it's crying Mm -hmm. it's crying for help um which is so sad and alina's begging like willing it to fight um but she sees that it's slowing and um she's she doesn't. She doesn't want to have to kill it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sturmhund is shouting for for people to get the nest, uh, or the nest, the nets. <laughs> um, you and, found it, or nest? Yeah. <laughs> like from in How to Train Your Dragon. And, um, and then the Dark Queen is like, "Clear the mist. Get the fog out of the way." And so mm-hmm. the Squallers, um, you know, use their power to bring the wind and clear the mist because this is the first time that he's seen it and that it's been an issue because they couldn't see the longboat for a second. Mm-hmm. So he's like. We gotta see where it is. Someone clear the mist. Where that whip it? And so they do. But then, mm-hmm. on the other side, um, there's a ship. And mm-hmm. it almost came out of, it's like it came out of nowhere. It like snuck up almost, yeah. which shouldn't be possible yeah. for a ship to do. Like, oh, surprise. Oh, jump scare. Surprise, shorty. <laughs> surprise. Oh, yeah. Oh, jump, jump scare. scare. <laughs> Um, and this boat has a flag on it that has a red dog on a teal field and also a Ravkin double eagle in blue and gold. So it has two flags. You're like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. <laughs> um, and so all of a sudden um, they get uh, grappling hooks. Uh, or, sorry. Yeah. Um, the grappling hooks are not going into the Ruselia. Um, it's, the grappling hooks are on the ship. <laughs> They're getting boarded. Yes. Um, and all of a sudden, people are coming onto the boat, uh, onto the whaler's boat that they're on, and they have guns, and they're, like, howling and barking, and they're ready for a fight. And then the darkling turns and is like, what like, the hell is happening? 
Um, and to be fair, Mal is also like, what the hell is happening? Mm-hmm. And Alina is also like, what the hell is happening? And Stormhound's like, no, 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 Literally. Pulls out his Indian He must be the best pirate I've ever seen. And he's like, privateer. And so they're all really confused and, you know, people who are coming on the boat um, have their guns and they are mm-hmm. they start shooting and then Sturmhound yells to me hounds and so we're like oh Sturmhound you are wow this did you do this um, to me my hounds <laughs> and so um, they're they realize Alina realizes that they are Sturmhound's men and she's like what are they doing like this is he's he's insane we're not he's gonna he's lost. not gonna win against the Darkling he's lost it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you lost your mind? He, Alina thinks he has. Because I'll help you find it. Um, and so they, the guys who are in the longboat have the sea whip. Um, and then they actually put a sail up and um, have squallers <laughs> pushing the sail towards the schooner that mm-hmm. is by the whaling boat. So at this point, just to set the scene a little bit better... They are on the whaling mm-hmm. boat. There's a schooner, right? Schooner or schooner? I think it's schooner. Schooner. But I don't there's know. A, there's a schooner next to them that appeared out of nowhere. And then there's one longboat in the water. And the longboat has a sea whip. Mm-hmm. A longboat is a rowboat, but this one all of a sudden has a sail and is going towards the schooner. <laughs> this one's like a Louisiana swamp boat <laughs> with the <laughs> squalor. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, and uh, it's going towards the schooner, and everyone's really confused. And then. Alina realizes that, oh my gosh, Sturmhund had a squalor um, working for him. But everybody who works for him is dressed the same. Yeah. And like the plain clothes. Mm -hmm. It's a disguise. Uh, Hiding in plain sight. And that everyone on the schooner also worked for Sturmhund. And so Alina's taking it all in and then suddenly someone picks her up and kind of (laughs) throws throws her over his shoulder. And it's Tolia. Love Tolia. Oh, we love Tolia. He just... He just picks her up and starts running. And it's like, time to go. <laughs> and Mal, Mal, who was next to her, is like, no, no, no. And, um, to, or, sorry, no. Uh, Tamar starts running towards Mal with, with a, a knife. knife in her hand. A knife? And, no! <laughs> literally, Honestly, Alina though, says, she no. literally goes, no! Because <laughs> um, Alina thinks that Tamar is going to kill Mal, Why but she just breaks his bonds and yells mm-hmm. at him to go. And so Tolia is carrying Alina, and they're trying to run over the deck mm-hmm. um, onto the schooner, and Mal and Tamar are running side by side. Um, and then uh, Alina is like, what are you doing? And Tamar tells them to just run, and she gets one of the Corporalki, um, who was with the Darkling, mm-hmm. and um, uh, Alina kind of shouts back, I can't run. Your brother literally has me over his shoulder, like, Come on. She's like, literally, just go. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. And then Tolia tells Alina to hold on tight because they're going to go over the whaling, over the over the um, side of the whaling boat onto the schooner. But before mm-hmm. they can, um, Tolia falls to one knee, and Ivan is there. Um, and he's Squeezing his, his heart again. Yeah, he's trying to kill Tolia. And so Ivan is using his powers to slow mm-hmm. Tolia's heart. Um and then there's an, an infernite that mm-hmm. is going to Tamar and Mal, who has a flint in hand, who's ready to use it on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, Ivan asks the infernite, like, what are you waiting for? Um, use your powers. But the flame that he had created died instantly. <laughs> um, and he's, like, choking. 
and Tamar has a sword in her hand, but her other hand is moving, using her powers, because she is a heart render. Um, <laughs> and uh, she's, she's like, oh, hmm, that's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and immediately just kills the Inferni mm-hmm. uh, with her powers. And Ivan is super confused, and he's looking at Tamar like, you just, what? You're huh? a heart render? Wait, huh? What? And so while he his concentration is broken, Tolia <laughs> come, stands up, this gigantic man, if a big lump of country muscle, <laughs> I would say, you know what? I would like to see them ne- next to each other. Yeah, because Tolia's huge. Yeah. And I, yeah. I wonder if, I think in the books, Tolia's described as bigger as Matthias. Yeah. He, I, I think, think he is. never interact, but... But I think he is described as bigger because Matthias is like strapping, like mm-hmm. like he's big, but everybody who sees Tolia is like that man wow. is a barn of yes. a man. Mm-hmm. So Tolia stands up, and Ivan is like, "Oh wait, whoops, gotta gotta <laughs> kill this giant." And Tolia's like, "Ha ha ha, I got powers too," and uses his hand. And so it's kind of like a battle of whose heart is mm-hmm. stronger. Because they're both using their powers against each other. I love it. I do have to read this quote because Tolia's finally like like the jig is up, mm-hmm. you know, and he's finally getting to like get back at Ivan, and he says, "Do you like that little man?" <laughs> 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 Nothing like a like a knock to your confidence by someone calling you a little man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Napoleon type beat. <laughs> and uh, so they're literally it's it's who can outlast the other. Pretty much, mm-hmm. and um, then Toya kind of finishes it and kills Ivan. Um, so that would be interesting, also in season two. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so Alina's still taking it all in because she's really confused and can't just go with the flow ever. Granted, this is a big situation, but you kind of need to have mm-hmm. your wits and just go with it. Yep. Um, not to like blame her or anything, but I don't think I would have been any better in this situation. But you know. Let's do something instead right? of stand there. Right. Um, not to be ugly, but you know. But it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. And so uh, there are uh, squalors going at Tamar. Two other Grisha are trying to get to Tolia, and then you hear a gunshot, and Mal somehow got a gun and is shooting mm. at the other Grisha. And Alina's just standing there looking at Ivan's dead body. Just like... Like, girl, do something. Do something. <laughs> um, and then she sees Jenya staring at Ivan. And um, Alina calls out Jenya's name. And then she hears a, a quote to stop them from the Darkling because he realizes what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then Jenya pulls a gun out of her kefta um, and points it... Or Tolia goes towards her and so... She's pointing the gun at Tolia, mm-hmm. and Alina steps between them, saying, "No, mm-hmm. um, he can't. Tolia can't kill Jenya. Jenya can't kill Tolia. Like she doesn't want it mm-hmm. to happen." Um, and then she asks Jenya if she's really going to shoot her, and she, uh, Jenya pointed the gun at Alina. She thought, "Oh my gosh, maybe she is." Mm-hmm. Um, and the Darkling is coming towards them, but then Jenya shoots the Darkling's arm. She gets, she gets, she gets his arm. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's shaking and Sturmhund at this point, cause the Darkling is, you know, at bay for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Sturmhund is coming towards them like, y'all, we gotta go now. Um, and Mal's trying to get Alina to come with them 
and Alina's trying to get Jenya to come with them. Mm-hmm. But Jenya is just shaking because she just she knows what she's done. Yeah. And but she can't, even though she knows what she's done, she's probably gonna face some really bad consequences. She's not going to leave. Yeah. Um, and because she tells Alina that she can't go, which isn't that heartbreaking. It like, is. She has an opportunity, but she knows she. She just can't muster up the strength to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Atolia then picks up Alina again, and they go over the railing, and Alina's, like, waiting for the impact, but um, she they're kind of gently placed on the deck of the schooner, um, probably by squalor wind that, mm-hmm. you know, cushioned their fall. Um, and then Sturmhund gives a signal, and, um, one of his crewmen, Priviet, um, Priviet? Priviet? Yeah. Priviet? Yeah. Priviet? I don't know. Um, I would say Priviet. <laughs> Priviet. <laughs> Paul? <laughs> I'm gonna call him Paul. Um, no, I can't do that. No. Um, no, we know a Paul who's very nice. Oh, he's so kind. I would say Priviet. Well, I think Priviet is also very kind. Yeah, Priviet's actually very nice. Yeah. yeah. So there um, we go. So Priviet. So, <laughs> <laughs> you beat me by one second. I was going to say so, Paul. <laughs> um, and so oh, Sturmhunt is giving um, uh, directions to Priviet, who's mm-hmm. kind of captaining the schooner. Um, and uh, they... Um, he asks him how many men are we mm-hmm. missing, and he says that eight men are down, so they have lost eight men, and four more are on the whaler. Yep. Um, and so Stormhound is like, we gotta get out of here, and so he yells for everyone to get off um, and to help. Or he yells for everyone to help them, mm-hmm. like get give them cover to get off the boat. Um, and then Priviet tells him that they have the sea whip. Um, and uh, t- he then Sturmhund tells, um, wait. It's a lot uh, happening at once. It's a lot. This but is, yeah. It's, they're basically getting, like, we get the sense that this has been a waiting game by Sturmhund to mm-hmm. play nice, play the part of hired gun muscle transportation to the Darkling mm-hmm. until they secured the Sea Whip. And then the priority was to get Malalina and the Sea Whip and get away. And so that's where we're at here. There we go. But they have only just barely gotten onto the ship and the Darkling is free again mm-hmm. and darkness falls over everything. So there's shadows coming towards them and Alina's like, let me go, I can help. And so Tamar, Sturmhound, Sturmhound gives Tamar the keys and unlock, un, unlocks her. Um, and so then she, uh, uh, they are in total darkness at this point. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as she's free, she uses her powers um, and a blaze of light goes in the air. Um, and uh, the darkness is only over the whaling ship. So they are mm-hmm. covered in light. The whaling ship is dark. Um, and so the the crew is cheering, but then they're like, oh, no, there's, there's some more coming. It's the Nichevoya. Mm-hmm. Or Nichevoya, yeah. Yeah, that's what we decided. Um, and so we got some Nichevoya coming, and it is important to note that when they're, when they are created and flying towards them, Alina feels it in her shoulder. Like, she can feel when they're in She has a Harry Potter, ouch, my scar. Pretty much. Um. <laughs> but worse, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but a lot scarier, you know. 
Ouch. Um, he gave her chronic pain. Like, yeah. it's just... That's, what an ass. That's the meanest thing you can do to someone. <laughs> Honestly. Honestly. As someone who has some chronic pain issues, I'm like, you asshole. That is so evil. Like, <laughs> like kill me. Okay, it's quick. Like, that's know. not good. It's like somebody like... pointing, like, a wand at you and being like, ha And you're like, what did you do? And it's like, I gave you arthritis. And it's like, ah, shit. Ow. Like, <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> and it never gets better. <laughs> it sucks. Um, and so Alina tells Sturmhund that they have to get out of there because she knows that they're going to, the Nichevoya are going to just keep coming at them. And so he makes the decision to leave the, so two more, two of their, two more of the men who had been on the whaling ship get to the schooner. And so they're missing two men. Um, and he kind of makes the decision, okay, we do have to leave. And so Sturmhund gives the, um, gives the Mm -hmm. instructions to, for the squalors to start the sails and to get them out of there. Um, and Alina's thinking, wait, he has more squalors? How many Grisha does he have? Who's on his crew? Who is this guy? <laughs> what? It's like, the, what? Who? How are, how are we doing this? <laughs> um, and so, uh, Sturmhund is giving more orders and they are, um, they are, you know, just ready to, they're trying to get out of there. Um, but mm-hmm. the whaling ship is still coming at them and they're, they're doing what they can. So again, a lot of action is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, the schooner is trying to get away. The whaling ship is trying to get to the schooner. The darkling has his powers trying to get the dark, the darkness, the Nichevoya, um, to attack them. Alina's using her powers to, um, keep them at bay. Um, and so she uses her cut, um, and is trying to, kill the Nichevoya mm-hmm. before they can get to the ship or to the schooner and she's trying to but they just keep coming they just keep coming and Sturmhan's crew is shooting them um but they're they're coming quickly mm-hmm. uh which is scary <laughs> and because they're like little demon monsters shadow demon monsters is, I kind of like shadow demon monster Nichevoya yeah same thing same difference <laughs> But they just kept coming at them no matter what they did. And they don't stop coming. And they don't that stop is literally coming. what is happening. <laughs> and so the schooner's moving. The squallers are getting them away as fast as they can, but it's not fast enough. And so he tell the Sturmhund tells the squallers mm-hmm. to use lightning. And Alina's thinking, you, the squallers, squallers are not allowed to use lightning. It's too unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Um, but they use their powers to drop the pressure and put lightning in the sky to get the Nichevoya out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does give them enough time. It buys them enough time to like it stuns the zoom Nichevoya. away. Yeah, yeah. It stuns the Nichevoya and gives them enough time to get away. And we find that the Nichevoya can only go so far mm-hmm. so they don't follow them. So the further that they got away, the Nichevoya don't follow. Yeah. Um they're more autonomous than the Volcra, but they still have to be contained within the range of the mm-hmm. Darkling's power. So there is a limit to mm-hmm. that power. Um, and so now they got away and Alina doesn't know how to feel and Mal comes to her and gives, you know, puts his arms around her and, um, the crew cheers, even though they, they suffered some losses, but they got away and they have Mal Alina and they have the, um, see what the, uh, Roselia? Roselia. And they're kind of like, did we just go from the frying pan into the fire? Like, yeah. what's the story, Wishbone? And for Mal and Alina, they're happy for like two seconds, and then they're like, wait, what? 
Where are we? What do we? What? What have we gotten ourselves Still into? Still happier than Matthias and Dina. Why would you do that to me? How could you do this to me? Which more? Oh, because you're because they finally get to be happy, and it's like, yeah, but. <laughs> they got they they got more than thirty seconds. Yeah, they got to have a conversation and they got a full hug. Nina and Matthias were like, "Oh, and they got a full hug." They, they got, got a- to scrape knuckles during the prisoner exchange. Look, like Mal and Alina got a hug. They got um. To they've go had several for, kisses. Got, yeah, forehead to forehead, kiss on the head, kiss on the cheek, whatever. <laughs> Nina and Matthias were like, big "Oh, keys, they got <laughs> big keys, little keys, big hug, little hug, little keys. I love you." But like he's but like he's... <laughs> Except he actually loves her. Oh. Um, oh. Yeah, they get all that. And even Matthias, like he, she was terrified oh. that he kept her in the prison. They get to and hug then for they two got, seconds. Yeah, they got a hug. And then they go down the freaking tree. And then it's like, <clears throat> parem. They didn't, they didn't get a kiss. They didn't get, they didn't get like an actual hug in safety. Nothing. <laughs> in safety. It's so sad. Jordan, I am having all the feelings. I know, I am too. That's why I'm sitting here being like, I had moved on because we were on, we're on season. I know, I know. I'm trying to do, I'm trying. I'm never going to get it. I'm wearing my Six of Crows sweatshirt. I know, I love it. It's nice and chilly outside, so I was like, "Mm." man, (laughs) now I'm sad. I'm sorry. I'm sad too. That's I thought about it and I was like, I don't want to be sad alone. Thanks. You know the law? <laughs> yeah. So Jordan and I, a lot of times, will send each other TikToks, um, Instagram posts, mm-hmm. um, tweets, Lots of things. article, anything. At any point, at any point throughout the day, we are communicating. There's a, an at least one mm-hmm. form of communication, usually yeah. two. Um, at least. <laughs> usually it's a minimum of two, honestly. And anytime uh. we see a sad post having to do with a Grishaverse, we will mm-hmm. send it to the other and, and the always, other will act outraged, but that's the law. Yeah. We always say, "How could you? why would you do this to me? How could you? And then the other will say, you know the rules. Yes. If I have to see, if I see it, you have to see it. And vice and versa. it's true. And so we spend a lot of time crying. If <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen us in person, we both have big water bottles. And it's so we can stay hydrated because we cry 24-7. Get you that ASMR moment with my fat mm. coke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I die, Dr. Pepper, neither of us are drinking water right now. It's fine, but um, it's fine. I had a headache today. I probably should have had more water, but I was like, I need caffeine, so I had diet coke instead. <laughs> It's a vicious cycle. It is a vicious cycle. Anyway. Excuse me. Chapter five. If y'all ever see us in person. No, you didn't. (laughs) If y'all ever see us in person and talk to us about anything in the Grishaverse, there's a good chance we'll cry. Um, Yep. Very good chance, honestly. Anyway. um, (laughs) Chapter five. And so they're like, meow. 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 But I was, did you hear I was going to say meow? Meow. Gosh, there's a cat on the on board. <laughs> Mal and Alina oh, um, are like, "Oh my gosh, we did it!" And then it's like, "Wait, what did we do?" But what? <laughs> wait a second, who are you? And so they sit back down, um, or they sit down on the boat because they're both exhausted. They're kind of happy because they escaped the darkling. 
But then they realize that they're on a strange ship. They don't really know Sturmhand. They realize that he set all this up. They don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, that happens a lot for them. It really <laughs> does. They're not very savvy. Mm-hmm. And Mal asks Selena if she's okay. And she lies and tells her that she is. That he, that she is. Mm-hmm. Um, and she asks him. He's like, I'm fine. He's like, I don't, I didn't get touched. She's like, I'm good, fam. Like, <laughs> Um, but they are both soaking wet, and because they were in the mm-hmm. northern sea, they're they're a little cold, a little chilly. Um, so someone brings them a blanket, and then Sturmhand um, uh, tells the squallers to that they can chill out, mm-hmm. um, and uh, just let the wind take them. They've gotten far enough away. Yeah. Um, and so uh, Sturmhand tells Priviet um to keep watch, and then he goes towards Mal and Alina. Um. Uh, passing all the Grisha on the way, um, kind of some mm-hmm. of them talk. He talks to some of them, um, tells the injured to go, you know, get help, whatever. And then um, as he goes towards Mal and Alina, um, he pulls a knife out of his belt, which that was dumb. He should have known better. Yeah, Sturmhand um, ha- like pulls a knife out of his belt, and then Alina's ready to attack, and Mal steps in front of her. And points his gun at Sturmhand, and then everyone of his crew behind him, like, is at the ready. It's like in the office, like, yeah. <laughs> um, and so that was a dumb move on all of their parts. Yeah, everybody's kind of touchy right now. Yeah, Sturmhand's like, bro, chill. Um, like, <laughs> basically, like, I got you here. I don't need to kill you now. Um, He's like, and, no, this knife isn't for you. It's for the sea whip. Yeah. So we know that Alina has to kill the sea whip in order to for to get the amplifier and he's like oh oh whoops oh you're right yeah whoops um and so they bring the sea whip in um and um Sturmhan tells Alina that he knows that she has to be the one to kill it mm-hmm. and so he tells her like hurry up we got we gotta go um because even though we got away from the darkling like he could still come after us yeah and he will we don't have a ton of time um and Alina is like hesitating and Stormhound tells her, I just lost 13 of my crew members. It can't be mm-hmm. for nothing. Like, you have to do this. Yeah. And so she's still, she she's thinking that it doesn't feel right. With the stag, she got to see the stag's eye. She got to understand it. But with It was this, something that she knew about, but mm-hmm. this is, like, super fast. It was too quick. And she is thinking, like, I can't do this. It's It's not right. Um, and then Stormhan tells her it's not going to survive either way, so you have to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's still hesitating, and she drops the the knife, thinking that she can't do it. And eventually, Mal is like, "Okay, come on." Mm-hmm. Um, and because he knows he doesn't really want her to do it, but he knows that she has to. And so he puts her hands around one of the harpoons, and they dig it into the sea whip and kill it. Yeah. Um. And they're having, I mean, they don't, neither, no one feels good about it. Um, it's not a good, it, it's not a, a merciful kill. Um, kind of like it was with, with the, the stag. I wouldn't say that was a merciful kill, but with Alina, because she hesitated, you know, this yeah. one's just, you have to, to get it done. Yeah. Cause it's going to die anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they take some of the scales off of the... The dragon, um, and give them to Alina, and they know that the fabricator is gonna have to put them later. But mm-hmm. um, they take the golden scales um, that are on the dragon, um, and they say a prayer for the people who who have lost 
um, who they have lost, and some of the crew members take some of the scales off of the dragon because they know they mm-hmm. can sell them. And Alina's kind of, like, dis- not disgusted, but put off yeah, by it. Yeah, it feels morbid. Mm-hmm, because she's like, this is an ancient magical creature, and you're you're letting them scale it for money. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's saying that, you know, Sturmhan tells her that they're hardworking men, and they did this not for money. They didn't get anything out of this except her, mm-hmm. so they need, they have families to feed. And so you see Sturmhunt, he does see, he, you can, with this you get that he sees different points of view in everything. He's planning. He's always mm-hmm. planning. Um, and, uh, <laughs> um, he, he, again, still witty. He always tries to bring light to the situation, so he's, he tries mm-hmm. to flirt with Alina a little bit, um, with it, and doesn't give her a straight answer. He never gives anyone a straight answer, to be fair. Yeah. Um. And she's like, well, why, why, or no, Mal asks him, um, well, why, why did you hunt the sea whip if you were just going to give it, like, let Alina kill it? He's like, oh, I wasn't hunting the sea whip. I was trying to get you. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what? Huh? What? <laughs> we thought we were free. Um, they didn't actually think that. Well, maybe they did. Maybe they did. They're, they're kind of naive. <laughs> yeah. Kids, um, in the best way. Um, and he's like, well, I have someone who um, is paying me heavily to get you. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you betrayed the Darkling for money? He's like, it was, a, to be fair, it was a lot of money. Like, it was a, a, a lot. Um, but he does tell them that uh, he's still, you know, there's like some back and forth with them. He can't give, Sturmhan does not give them a straight answer about anything. He's still very, very witty. They're asking mm-hmm. who hired him. He's like, eh. Yeah, you know. I don't know. Um, and, uh, then they're asking him questions, he's not answering, and he, he, Sturmhan then asked them a question, um, why the Darkling was carrying around the Saints book, mm-hmm. um, and so he gives it to Alina, um, because technically it was hers, and her name was in it, and mm-hmm. she realizes that it was actually the book that the Athrat gave her, um, in Shadow and Bone, um, so of course the Darkling had like gone through her things and found it and mm-hmm. was like, oh, she must know. No, she doesn't. She, no. Mm-hmm. God um, love her. She does not think that, that yeah. deeply about she's that. Not a, she's not a critical thinker. <laughs> and, um, so he, he does give it back to her. Um, but, uh, where are we? So in the book, um, in the book, it again tells the story of saint stories of the different saints. Got Sancta Felix, Sancta Anastasia, Sancta Elisabetta. All of these. <laughs> all the saints. All the saints. Uh, <laughs> Felix, Anastasia. Mm-hmm. And then Sancta Ilia in chains, and Alina's looking at it at this page, and mm-hmm. she freezes, and she's like, "Oh my gosh!" And Sturmhund is like, "Isn't this interesting?" Hmm. Um, because on this page, this is the creature that we just captured and um so alina then describes what she sees in the book and it's sancta ilia um with the sea whip but also um there's a a stag Mm -hmm. in that picture and alina's shocked and she's like it's just another story and closes Mm -hmm. it there's something else on there that Mm -hmm. we, we don't see yet um, and Alina doesn't want to give the book back to Sturmhund. Um, but she's trying to be casual. Yeah. And 
he's like, nah, keep it. It's it's literally yours. I'm not going to steal it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, I have a deep respect for personal property. Um, <laughs> they're like, what do you, what? Um, and he says that uh, he'll need, she'll need it to keep occupied because um, it's going to take him some time to get to Os Cervo. Like, and huh? they're like, wait, what? We're we're going back to West Rabka? Why are we going there? Um, and he's like, oh, I'm taking you to meet my client. And they keep asking, who is it? Who like, is what is this he, What client? does he want? Um, he's like, eh. He's like, why do you mean? Oh, sorry, I keep saying like. <laughs> um, but they ask, why are you taking us to West Rabka? He says, oh, I'm taking you to meet my client. And they're, they ask him, well, who is he? What does he want from us? And, and he's like, wow. Check your internal bias. What if I'm taking you to a queen? Yeah. You know what? He is the only man in the Shadow and Bone trilogy who is sure about his mask. Well, he and Tolia. Sturmhund They are very secure in their masculinity. Very secure in their masculinity. I would say they're feminists. Um, They're very... Yeah. We love them. Yes. Um, Sometimes we love Mal, but not always. Jordan hates Mal. (laughs) (laughs) gonna say anything i really dislike mal i love show mal book mal can suck an egg (laughs) (laughs) until like the last 20 pages of ruin and rising book mal can suck an egg um but he's like wow check your biases uh does not give them an answer (laughs) anyway (laughs) so anyway um we're moving forward that's what he's like (laughs) yeah uh and um they're just like ask they're telling mal and alina are telling sturmhan to answer their questions and he mm-hmm. does not and says, well, I'm a captain and I don't like taking orders because this is my ship. Um, and also, I want to offer you a deal. Mm-hmm. And they're super, they're so confused. They just can't keep up with Sturmhan's wit. Um, which, to be fair, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he tells them that to trust him and that uh, if they don't like his client that he's taking them to, that mm-hmm. he will get them out and take them wherever they want to go. They don't really believe him. <laughs> um, <laughs> but they don't really have a choice. And um, so they continue and uh, they, they kind of agree to it. Because, again, they don't really, they have, don't really have any other option. Mm-hmm. And so then we find that Tamar and Alina are going to share a room. And Tolia and Mal are going to share a room. Mm-hmm. Um, and... He says, the, so we find the name of the ship that they're on. So the... The Volkvoni? Mm-hmm. Volk... Volkvoni? Mm-hmm. Um, so this... So I wrote all the ships start with a V. They sure do. So we have Volkvoni, and then we have the Verhazer. Mm-hmm. And then in Six of Crows we have... Oh, no, it was the Feraland. I thought it was mm. the Feraland. It Dang. was the Feraland, Feraland. Oh, shoot. It was close, I, though. I was like, oh, my gosh, they all start with a V. I was wrong. <laughs> that was my bad. Um, just kidding. So yeah. far in Sage and Storm, though, they all start with a yeah. V. I thought I did something. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's so weird. Wow. It's the Veriland. Dang it! Uh, we can pretend <laughs> it was the Veriland. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and says so Sturmhan, before they leave, he tells them that, you know, the ship has rules and don't test him. Mm-hmm. Um... And I'm just like, Mal's being so pouty right now. He is. He's being so like, mm. It's like you literally, he's the captain of the ship. 
everybody here clearly has great loyalty to him not just because he's their captain but like he is going and checking on everybody after like clearly he inspires a lot of loyalty and confidence in his crew he's older than you yeah he definitely could beat you in a fight and mel's like and just looking at my girlfriend just because you're not as wit- just because Mal isn't as witty as Sturmhan doesn't mean he um, needs to be a little act- jerk about it. Yeah, um, a little a uh, jerk about it. I was gonna say I, I know. <laughs> I know need, you were. Need to be a little jerk about it. He but doesn't he is because Mal is not sure in his masculinity. No, it's just who does he think he is threatening this guy on his own ship and like after he just and saved after them he just the saved them and Sturmhan's been a good sport but then he kind of says the same thing. He's like. Also, like, this is my house. Um, you're welcome. I think so, what you're trying to say is thank you for saving my ass. It's like, you gotta chill, bro. <laughs> um, and Mal does not think he has to chill. Mal is the opposite of chill oh all the time. Gosh, yeah. Um, and uh, so Alina has the scales and, and asks what she's going, Sturmhan asks what she's going to do with them. Mm-hmm. And she tells him that she doesn't know. And he's like, mm, I think you do know. Um, yep. But she's still not sure because she she she's honest with Stormhawn and says, mm-hmm. "I already have an amplifier and I don't I don't think I can take another one. You're only supposed to have one. They, they, like they can't be combined." Mm-hmm. And he tells her that he saw the book and it looks like they can. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in that book, um, you know, we see okay, like the Sancta Ilia. Obviously, there were two amplifiers there. Did he use both? Mm-hmm. Um, and she tells him he, he, that. He, Alina tells Sturmhan that he doesn't understand, that no Grisha has ever done that. Um, and he tells her, mm, that's not, you like, you shouldn't use, or no, um, sorry. She, 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 Alina tells him that no Grisha has ever done that, that there's a lot of risk. And he stops her, interrupts her, and is like, mm-hmm. you should not use that word around me because, you know. I like risk. Yeah. <laughs> like Jesper, except he actually comes out on the good side of it. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, he knows when to hedge his bets. Yeah. He, he knows when to hold them. He, he does. Knows, he knows when to fold them. He knows, he knows when, when to when walk, walk away, away, and he knows when to run. Jasper does not. He um, does not count his money when he's sitting at the table. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so um, Alina is still kind of refusing to, and Sturmhan tells, tells her, well, that's kind of a bummer, because um, if the Darkling catches up to us, it'd be super nice to be on even... To be on on an even playing field with you having more power. So that'd be really, really cool Mm -hmm. if you could do it. um, Because we got the sea whip for you, and I got you free from the Darkling, and I got you to kill it um, when someone else could have taken it. But that's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) And she kind of tells him that he's being dramatic. Um, Which... Apparently, Mal and Alina are the only ones, and the Darkling are the only ones who are allowed to be dramatic. I guess. <sighs> I suppose. It's like, are you not dramatic, Alina? Mm-hmm. And so she is thinking about it. Can she really do it? Can she not? Mm-hmm. Um, and then she finally asks Sturmhund, will he actually help them escape? And he says that he will. Well, he doesn't say that he will. He gives a roundabout answer yeah. and is like, well, wait to hear this person out first. I don't know. <laughs> and she she just wants to be free mm-hmm. and he t- Sturmhand tells Alina that as long as the Darkling is alive she will never be free that's a fact Jack um, or, nor her country 
and she knows that. And yeah. so, ooh, patriot. Um, well, like, again, we talked about the difference between nationalism and patriotism. Mm-hmm. Sturmhant is patriot. a patriot. He loves his country and would do anything for it. Alina is feeling a little guilt about leaving her country mm-hmm. to fend for itself. So, whoopsie-daisy. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, ah, well. Oopsie. She's like, you know what? You're right. That's that's my bad. Yeah. Um, it's not just about me. Um, but I kind of thought it was. <laughs> but also, everyone's been telling me it's about me, and I've kind of started to believe it. <laughs> and so she just wants a choice, and Stormhawn tells her that, that she will have a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so later, fast forward, um, <laughs> Alina is looking at the book again, and she's looking at the illustration of Sancta Ilia. Um, and, or sorry, she wants to. Uh, mm-hmm. She wants to look at that because there's something in there that scared her. But when she goes down, Tamar is already in her room. Um, and there wasn't a ton of space for them. Um, but uh, she's talking with, with Tamar. Um, and we find that the name of the ship, the Volvolni, Vol- mm-hmm. actually means Wolf of the Waves. We're like, wait, wolf? We're trying to Sir see a, a thematic pattern here. Huh, that's crazy. No wonder the... the crew is always barking and yapping mm-hmm. and stuff like alina's thought process is literally quote wolf Sturmhound, the red dog on the ship's flag oh that's why mm. they were barking oh. those dogs be barking yeah they do they but that's do. as deep as she thinks about it <laughs> <laughs> she's like wow dogs that's crazy i love dogs i guess <laughs> <laughs> But she's in her room. I wonder what Mal's doing. <laughs> Pretty much. Honestly. Um, so she's with Tamar in the room, and she has, they each have a hammock, and she's watching Tamar um, mm-hmm. uh, take all the weapons off of her, like to, um, <laughs> what is it called, de-arm herself, mm-hmm. uh, or disarm herself, mm-hmm. um, and she, Tamar takes off uh, pistols that were on her chest, <laughs> two axes, um, a dagger, and, and, a, an, and a, another another dagger. <laughs> a dagger so, from her shoe and a dagger from a, a sheath around her thigh. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what she takes off. And she still has some on her. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and so they they talk a little bit, kind of joke. Um, Tamar tells her that, T- Tamar tells Alina that she feels bad for Mal because her brother snores. And Alina's like, well, Mal snores too. Um, and so they talk <laughs> a little bit. But mm-hmm. Alina's very cautious because, she knows that the last friend she had in Jenya, yeah, that was betrayed, and so she doesn't want to give too much up. Um, and so she's talking, she's asking tomorrow about Stormhound and everything like that. Um, and then <laughs> uh, tomorrow pulls another knife out of her sleeve. <laughs> I wrote down, "Girl boss," I was like, "Yes, get it, girl." Um, and gives the knife to Alina just in case to protect mm-hmm. herself. Um, but they uh, they do listen to Sturmhound, and Sturmhound has told everyone to just leave her alone. Um, but just in case, she has a knife and knows how to protect herself. Um, and she's uh, Tamara invites her um, to the top deck where the crew is kind of celebrating and gambling and things like that. But she, mm-hmm. again, is being cautious and doesn't want to go. She's also tired. <laughs> <laughs> But she is also feeling very excited because she got to use her powers, but also the Nichevoya, she can feel feel them, yeah. which is scary. So she's a little confused. Um, and uh, she so, uh, Tamar tells her that everyone 
who was on the whaling ship had kind of had drawn the short straw. Yeah. Um, that no one really wanted to go because no one thought that they were going to make it out alive. And then Alina asked, well, I guess you and your brother are just unlucky because both of you were on the ship. And <laughs> Tamar tells her that they volunteered. <laughs> She's like, what? What? Huh? And then we get a flash forward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Mal um, and Alina haven't really been able to talk um, because they were... Um, invited to dine with Sturmhund uh, in his office area. And they mm-hmm. had, like, really good food. And Alina was hungry because they hadn't had that good of food in a very long time. And also she used her power, so she So she's ate, feeling, but... like, an appetite for the first mm-hmm. time in a, a while. But Mal's a little bitch. And <laughs> his pouting, Full so he doesn't... stop. So he doesn't eat a lot. Um, and then the, uh, Sturmhund brings up talk of like weapons and because everybody is able i i do get tired of the darkling infantilizing mal all the time just to get at him and to get at alina but the truth is he is a child because sturmhound's just watching him and he's like hmm and so he starts talking about weapons and stuff and all of a sudden mal the four-year-old i like guns yeah pretty much i'm gonna talk about guns and And sturmhound's like yeah i knew you did child (laughs) (laughs) and alina while they're talking is kind of going through her thoughts and thinking, well, oh, excuse me, thinking, should I take an, a second amplifier? Can I take an, a second amplifier? What mm-hmm. happens if I do? Um, I could give these scales to someone else. Like, mm-hmm. they could use it. It could be, like, the Darkling, but it could be someone good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, and then she kind of takes uh, notice of her surroundings and all the nice and all the nice things around them. And then she looks at Sturmhund Mm-hmm. And she notes that he's a few he's probably a few years older than than she and Mal are, but his face doesn't look quite right. It's a little too pointy, it's a little too yeah. jagged. She's having like some uncanny valley feelings about mm-hmm. his face, like And he notices her looking and kinda leans out of view mm-hmm. a little bit so she can't um dissect his 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 appearance mm-hmm. anymore. Um, and so eventually they leave, um, and she and Mal are on deck, and um, Mal, there, he, Mal's a little tipsy, uh, <laughs> and says, I like him, talking about Sturmhund. I know. Because we talked about guns, whatever. <laughs> um, grow up. He gave me wine, and we talked about guns. Grow up. <laughs> I pointed a gun at him this morning, but now we're best friends. Yeah, whatever. Um, and... <laughs> Alina tells him, shut up. I love this. She goes, would you shut up? <laughs> She's like, I have to tell you something I've been trying to tell you all day. Just shut up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, <laughs> typical. Well, there's no need to be rude. Oh, my gosh. That was literally Golly. so, there is a need to be rude with you now. Typical. <laughs> like, a white man. <laughs> what happened? A white man broke in today. What happened to him? Nothing. Typical. <laughs> Basically, my, yeah. That is my favorite scene from New Girl. Um, but she ignores him and pulls the book out and says, look at this page. And so we realize, okay, this is the page that she was kind of freaking out about earlier with Sancta Ilya. Mm -hmm. Um, and Mal also freaks out because he sees the stag and he sees Husalia Mm -hmm. and there's another amplifier on the page. Three. So there are three amplifiers, um, and that is the end of chapter We'll find five. out what the third one is next week. Oof. So a lot Ooh. has happened, clearly. This was... Yeah, this was very exponential. The first episode of a new book is always a little bit longer because there's more exposition. And then we also 
had our share of technical difficulties and, also and summarizing. Recorded, so we are had, to, out of it. had to shake the rust off a little bit, but yeah. hope that you have enjoyed a longer episode to jump into Siege and Storm. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot that has happened, um, a lot of um, not filler, but um, set, scene, exposition. Setting, mm-hmm. Yes, exposition, setting the scene for the rest of it. So um, thank you for sticking with us. Um, we hope y'all have loved and enjoyed listening. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please, please. send us an email at twomournerspod <laughs> at gmail.com to spell out T-W-L. Or you can follow us. Ooh. Follow us on Instagram, <laughs> yeah? You can follow <laughs> us on Instagram at twomournerspod. Um, we post every week mm-hmm. um, and would also love to hear from you all there. Yeah. But um, thanks for joining. And as always, happy, happy.